What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Rad Rides Podcast. I am your host, as always, Jason Zellers, and today I have an episode I have been looking forward to for a very long time. I have a really good buddy of mine, John Kelly. He's a guy that I went to college with. We were college roommates, had some great experience, played college football together, and is a guy who uh, is one of the guys behind this podcast. He's one of the ones I came to very early when I had the idea to do the podcast. He picked up the phone as soon as I texted him. He said, man, you got to do it. I think this is a great idea. He's a car enthusiast, uh, but more importantly, uh, he's really an advocate. Uh, He's an ex-veteran. Uh, He's somebody who has struggled with suicide in the past and is an advocate for suicide prevention programs now for uh, military veterans. So, um, you know, there's a couple places that he works with, Guardians Angels, which you've heard on this podcast many a times. Uh, You can go check them out at guardiansangels.com. He works with the Pittsburgh Warriors. Uh, If you want to check them out, pghwarriorhockey.org and uh, Undersea Warriors as well. Uh, It's uh, www.underseawarriors.rallyop.com. All things that are great. Uh, You know, he's a guy, he talked about it on the podcast, uh, you know, some of his struggles. Uh, And then we got into some of the car talk as well. We uh, really spoke a a lot about some of our previous experiences with some of his cars. He talked a lot about military vehicles and how much of a POS many of them are. So that was a really good portion of the podcast. I really enjoyed it. Uh, like again, I'm so glad that he could come on here and uh, talk a little bit about this. Uh, again, it is one of the, the things that I try to highlight uh, during every podcast because uh, I feel very passionate about it and something that uh, people have helped me bring uh, my brother John back to life uh, from a very, very dark place he was in. So uh, I hope you enjoy the podcast. It's really funny. Uh, John's laugh is is hilarious. Uh, if you don't laugh on this podcast, then uh, there's definitely something wrong with you. So uh, we had a really good time. We talked a lot about F1 as well. He's a big F1 fan. Uh, spoke uh, about some uh, mid-season stuff that we have going on now. Uh, some hot takes in there as well, which is very, very funny and very, very good. So uh, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Uh, please get online, www.radridespodcast.com. I'm going to have all of those links to all those sites that I spoke about on there. That way, if you're struggling or know somebody who's struggling, please go on there. Please check it out. Please get some help. Uh, also, you can see what John looks like in real life because he's actually a really funny guy, uh, big character, big personality. Um, also, thank you so much for uh, bearing with me for the past few weeks. Uh, I haven't been able to do the podcast because uh, my wife uh, turned pro as a bodybuilder. So uh, we've been kind of traveling around the, uh, the nation, uh, you know, kind of helping her out, uh, getting her to shows, and uh, really just, uh, you know, enjoying the experience of watching uh, somebody that I'm married to actually be a professional uh, athlete. So it was pretty crazy. So again, thank you so much for bearing with me for over the past few weeks. I'm going to have some great podcasts here coming up. Uh, this one's going to be awesome. You're really going to like it. Uh, I, I really hope you do. Uh, thank you, John, so much. Uh, I love that guy so much. And, and I'm I'm so happy that he got here and came, got to come on here and tell his story. So without further ado, please welcome to the podcast, Mr. John Kelly. Yeah, I have a face for radio. I know. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah. I, I, so we have two. We've established we're two hideous men. We're two hideous men doing a podcast. <laughs> That's about it. cars. It's a dream, man. I it's don't know. A dream. I don't know if there's anything. Abs- there's absolutely anything better in this world, to be honest with you. And like, especially as we get older, 
I think you appreciate cars so much more. Mm. The engineering and the machinery aspect of it. Everything. Especially with the electric vehicles out Bruh. there. They're just appliances. A hundred percent. You know, I mean, I'm getting my Nova back in a couple of days, and I've I have been without it for. It's been like a year, right? No, no, only only about a month or two. Uh, the guys down at Steel City did a really good job, and yeah. like, you know, I'm like, okay, like, I'm ready to have it back. I'm ready to have something mechanical because mm -hmm. I drive my truck every day, and it's just like it's being in a spaceship, right? Yeah. It's not. There's no feeling. There's no like fun to it, you know. So. That's why I love that TRD Pro, man. Because yeah. like you got to drive that car. You got to drive that like, car. Yeah, there's a little it, visceral it, feel it, to that yeah, absolutely. car. Absolutely, it's kind of loud. You yeah, know? it's not. Like, a, it's not like the quietest car. It's not the easiest no. car to ride. It. My wife hates it. Yeah, she like gets in it. She gets car sick. So yeah, you know, awesome, perfect, perfect, perfect situation. Yeah. I love you, Jenny. Yeah, but no, I get it. I think that that's incredible. Well, did you see they're getting rid of the Challenger and the Charger? Yeah, I saw that, and I'm like, what are you, what are you doing, Dodge? I don't know. I'm not like, I don't know. I, I'm on the fence about all that whole deal. Like, you think they're going to relaunch the whole line in electric? I don't know if they can. That's one of the topics on here. We can get right into it. <laughs> hey, let's go ahead. Let's let's introduce you first. <laughs> right Jesus on, Christ. right on. So uh, I'm here. Well, we're here in my backyard under the it's patio. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, I think it's the first time I've ever done the podcast from the house, which is great. Oh no, I guess Boji came here. We did it one winter in there and watched F1 actually. That's amazing. Uh, but I'm here with my buddy John Kelly. I've known you for a very long time. Decades, bro. Decades. <laughs> You've had a crazy life, a yeah. good life, crazy. man. Mm -hmm. Good life. You have mm -hmm. a great perspective on life, too, and that's why <laughs> I love it, man. And the older we get, the better perspective that we right? have. Right? More juicy. <laughs> Way more juicy. <laughs> Way more juicy. But, look, I, I wanted to have you on here because you're one of the inspirations for the uh, the podcast, and you're one of the ones who helped me kind of come up with this whole deal. I remember calling you, and I was I like, hey, this. man, I'm thinking about doing this podcast. Or I think I texted you. I was like, hey, man, I'm thinking about doing this podcast. You know, I kind of want to get... You know your your uh, guardians angels involved, and you like immediately called me, bro. You need to do it. <laughs> done, <laughs> Don't even done, done. done. <laughs> that's I think that's what you said. Done. Whatever you need, I'll do it. <laughs> hey man, you know when you got you got uh, a tiger by the tail, and you know someone is really good at communicating, especially about like things that are important. Sure. And that's you, man. Like you yeah. communicate about things that are important. Like I, I mean, like. I'm glad that you're doing this. I think it helps people too. I think there's a component there that like people come to this show because a lot of times out in the world, and this was again, back at the beginning, he talked about all right. of this. So the values of the show, I mean like helping out the everyday person, not the person with a multi-million dollar garage, a complete setup, like normal people, like that's beautiful, man. Like yeah. that's who we should be talking to. Cause that's right. us. Cause that's us. That's right. us. That's man. exactly right, man. That's exactly right. And so, that's, you know, I think you have one of the best values on here. You're like, whatever you do, don't talk about politics. <laughs> I'm like, my man, you're so smart. And you're a military guy, too. Yeah, right, so, you right? know, I mean, you're involved in it every day of the week. Every and you're like, whatever you do, don't talk about it. That's it. We stay away. <laughs> this is our, like, relaxing time. Mm. We don't even have to worry about any of those we crazy are. stressors, you know. The the one time, it's like church, man. Get to come and just yes. enjoy talking about cars. Heck yes. yeah. And I'm having a cigar here. Yeah, chilling out. a beer. Yeah. At, like it's It's Pittsburgh in the middle of summer, and I think it's like 80 degrees and it feels great out unbelievable right like yeah. could you imagine if it were like this all year round no uh you live in la yeah correct yeah i guess i mean like yeah. i guess i guess that's where i need to move then yes yeah. this is what i want all year round no change whatsoever my wife's like i love the seasons i'm like that's because you're, you're not, you're not gonna be able stuff. to have a uh gas-powered car there much longer that's so true then that's what are you true. gonna do you're gonna have to put a big old electric motor in that trd pro and <laughs> get going 
or a hydrogen $28,000 conversion. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. People's heads would explode, brother. People's head would explode. You know, I, it's funny. My son asked me, he says, dad, what are we doing with the TRD pro? Whenever like you get a new car, I said, first off, it's not going anywhere. It's a member of the family. So. Right. Yeah, so you're just done. treated like a brother. Right. Because you had an FJ, too. We yes, were talked about this yes, beforehand. Yes. You had an FJ. I had an FJ. We're weirdos. We have, that's how it is. We traded it in and both regretted it. Immediate regret. Mm -hmm. Like, I actually saw one in Pittsburgh, my exact model. The trail teams with the Snoopy colors, the white top complete mm -hmm. with the black trim along the bottom with black rims. And it just made me so mad. I'm like, damn. She never got rid of that, <laughs> that stupid car. It was dumb. but And that's why the TRD Pro is what it is. Because I was like, I'm going to get exactly what i want and it's gonna it's gonna fit to what i want to be doing for the next several years to who my personality is and it's done that I love yes it. yes and it's uh, it. yeah those are they're great cars man and like i said i i kind of wish i didn't i mean i got a great price for selling it you know yeah. i mean obviously it was during the middle of that whole deal where it was wacky and people were paying like <laughs> yeah, a, double what they should have been paying for everything i mean you can't pass that deal up mm -hmm. honestly because that's mm -hmm. a that's another project that's right, when project. you're doubling your profit on those cars, yes. that's the crazy thing. Like, they retain their value. Yeah. You know, so people oh want to pay that premium. Well, the Toyotas, bro. definitely. <laughs> that's what I'm know? saying, bro. And it's a weird car, too. You're right. Yeah. It's just with a weird the, car. With the three gyroscopes in the middle, I loved it. It's strange, man. I loved it. It's a strange it. car. And that All is... rubber interior. It was yes. sick, bro. It was sick. You're right. You're right. And, and I mean, I'll probably, I may have another one. I don't know. You're absolutely I want an old right. one, though. Yeah, I like like the like ones. the seventies. Yeah, I like the seventies. Yeah, 70s yeah, yeah. Ones, yeah. Even the eighties ones are pretty Sick. cool too. I, see, I saw a guy; he's running one around here. He's got a blue one. It's really nice. Oh it's like that light blue, so it's like that. that yes, yeah. like your color. Yeah, like that, that cavalry blue. Oh, yeah, cavalry blue. Is that what it's that, called? That's what it's called, apparently. Yeah, wow. very special. That twenty. That that car. I think it was one of 2,500 cars that were that color for that year. Really? Right? So you couldn't, you, it was a special, it was a special edition, obviously, TRD Pro. But, like, I had a custom order that from the factory in Japan. Oh, really? Like, yeah. But it was, it was so sick when it rolled off, because I was there when it rolled off the truck. Like, oh, my God. Crazy. Amazing, bro. Crazy, man. And, uh, I... Well, I want to talk about a lot of things today. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to take us wherever we want to take. I mean, yeah, it's a nice winding road. It's a nice winding road. I mean, I think we should, before we get into the F1, because we both love F1. Yeah, absolutely. And that's probably going to be the meat of the podcast, <laughs> if I had to guess. Right on. It's talking shit on F1. <laughs> And all the teams that I don't like. Which is most <laughs> most of the teams. I dislike most of the teams, you know? Like it's just like it's just like a scale of hatred, right? <laughs> that's that's what I see it as. Like like I think like Christian Horner's face makes me just wanna destroy everything I i'm just, gonna write that so uh, so we said i never do notes during the podcast i'm taking notes on this one i'm gonna post it up so everybody can see the notes because we're not doing like a car feature or anything mm -hmm. like that so you know just, figure, just wrapping it out man yeah we're just wrapping it out exactly but before we get into f1 i think i think we need to talk about previous cars that you've owned because uh -huh. i've ridden in some of these yeah. previous cars <laughs> So uh, the way John and I met was in college. Yes. So we were college roommates. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I first met John, you had the Monty. Yeah, 86 Monte Carlo. <laughs> no SS. <laughs> no SS, bro. Straight six engine, you know what I mean? It was perfect. You put your foot down and, like, it would take about 14 seconds to start spinning those <laughs> rear wheels. Like, not even pause attraction. So it was like a Monte Carlo without any of the necessary attributes. But here I am, you know, I was like, ah, oh, I love this car. It's bad. That was a pimping car. Oh, bro. Listen, Some I got those it. Those seats weren't the, the most comfortable seats you've ever they seen. They were awful. They were bench seats, but they were original. <laughs> so that was a thing. That thing sat in a garage for my neighbor uh, at his father's house. Or their, uh, this might have been his wife's, his wife's father. Uh, for like 15 years. Wow. He bought it, drove really? it for like 3,000 miles, mm -hmm. and then parked it. Never drove it again. Mm. And so like 
we got that thing and i was like i just didn't understand the treasure that it truly was you know oh yeah because I mean? like you could do a lot of stuff in that car people people treat you different well i just had <laughs> the, the, i just had brian on from g body garage and he loves those cars right oh, he had a bunch God. out in his boneyard Heck yeah. and like it just brought back memories of like when we were riding around in that thing <laughs> on sheets runs and driving i had a single Pittsburgh. exhaust so i put a cherry bomb <laughs> cherry bomb muffler in there to make it sound like the engine was decent you know but like you got to do what you got to do and yes. so as far as i'm concerned we were, like, we were college college and terribly poor like <laughs> what are you gonna do we gotta have a solution you know what i mean like and oh my god if you would have gone on because i obviously so i was like oh, i'll install this myself right. just go to, i had a buddy who worked in my round mufflers and i go in there we put it up there i obviously have no idea what i'm doing someone's like can you just do this for me and he was like right. sure and like you walk away an hour later and it's covered in that cement that you're oh, only supposed yeah. because he couldn't <laughs> he couldn't do it properly because he didn't know what he was doing either so like <laughs> here we are and like if you that's that's i always think about that because it never failed yes. the cement held for the duration that i had that I, I can't believe it either yeah yeah and i mean especially in pittsburgh of all, all places, places like all you know snow. salt and yeah. snow and that thing was a beast in the snow though man bro i never tr I, I never honestly i almost never died in that car yeah. Ever like most car, we've been in funny car accidents. We have been in funny car. That was going to be the next, the next one. But that car, I I remember driving up and back to Meadville because that's where Allegheny was mm -hmm. when we were going to school, and uh, never a problem ever no. with that car. And then no. I got that drove it up to football practice. Yes, no problem. Got yeah. it in it. sweaty. No sweaty. Problem. You don't have to worry about anything. That's it was right. like I mean, like the only thing would have made it better if I had plastic on the seats. Yes, you know what I mean. Stuck to it. Stuck to it. <laughs> I remember turn it on and it'd take like 13 minutes to get your uh, to get the AC even going. You know what I mean? If it decided to turn on, yeah. and I also in installed a hideaway. I remember this a single din hideaway um, stereo unit head unit. Yeah, yeah. and like it was the, it was the silliest thing because like <laughs> it's the, it the shittiest car and like not shitty but like right. not a car you would expect to have a decent head unit well in. it's a 1986 monte carlo <laughs> correct, I mean, correct it's a unique called. gem yeah there <laughs> Ryan's, Ryan's right now is probably laughing. Oh, He's right. Oh, this no. is so good. <laughs> I love G bodies though. So I mean, that's why I had them on because I love those cars. Yeah, they're beautiful. And man. like uh, works of art. They're, that's the way well, they're designed. They, they're appreciating now, yeah. right? I mean, mm -hmm. that, that's like the deal. Like yeah. they were always kind of the the like redheaded stepchild of the whole Chevy kind of the weird world. front mixed with the weird sloping yeah. back. Is it a race car or are you going to soccer practice? Yeah. <laughs> What are we doing here? Want a boat. Want a boat. Want a boat. Remember the modern version? They did mm -hmm. that one. It was like, what, 2002? The 2000? Dale Earnhardt version. Oh, my God, bro. Kind of looked like a stock car, but it was really It was the most slow. confusing vehicle I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Absolutely. It was like the Baja. You remember yeah, the Baja? The Baja. The, the, yes. Well, it's a Subaru. Subaru Baja. You could ride in the seats and look back at it. <laughs> and then you couldn't ride in the, ride in the back anymore. They, they outlawed it. They outlawed all that. Not a smart no deal. Fun. Not, Not a fun. smart deal. <laughs> so we went from the Monte Carlo, and then we got... The Super Saturn. The right Super after. Saturn. The Ion. Saturn Ion. Saturn King Ion. of its day, you know, is a five speed. That was, a was it a red line? I don't it, wasn't a, it wasn't a red line. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, I remember walking to the Saturn dealership and be like, I can afford $100 a month is my payment. You know what I mean? And like, they were like, well, we can give you that. But it had a stick. It had a stick. It was a five Man, speed. That, that was, was my only cool like, ma like mandatory thing because at that point in my life, mm -hmm. I learned how to drive stick when I was, you know, 16 years old right after I got my license and never used it. Right. And I was like, for the longest time, I remember saying to myself, I will not drive another automatic vehicle. Like, you know, and because you're getting that mindset, right. I think, at that age. Yeah. I didn't have, a, I didn't have yeah, an automatic vehicle. Like, you, you have to be the man. You have to be the Rolling man. through traffic, shifting your gears. Shifting gears. Feeling looking, badass. Looking at all the peasants with their automatics. <laughs> 
Little do you yes. know, you're the peasant. Roped you can't get to 3,000 RPMs. <laughs> Suck it. Suck it, Toyota Sienna. You know what I mean? Like, like that was I, a that was a but that was a good looking car for I mean, its it was time. Sick. It was what a, year was that? It was like 2000. Was it 2002, 2003? Yeah, somewhere around there. It was yeah. it was beautiful. I had the suicide doors yes. that were like oh, kinda, in the back. That's they were right. tucked away. Yeah, they weren't yeah, really. Yeah. They were like half the a suit. Kind of like the FJ. There you go. I guess it like, must be a thing. It's with a you. thing with me, man. It's like redheads. Mm-hmm. Like my wife is a red. I told her this. I, my wife is a redhead, so I must have a thing for redheads you because I dated many throughout the years. So this must be a thing with. Yeah, the little half clamshell door. Weirdo. That's like trying to actively die on the side of the highway. Yes. Well, that's fine. (laughs) So we were taking we were taking a corner coming out of Meadville. I think I don't even know where we were headed. To be honest, I don't know. We were going somewhere. Somewhere. Somewhere not in Meadville. (laughs) Anywhere. The dog food capital of the world. Anywhere (laughs) else. You know what I mean? And uh, some guy just decided he was just going to come into our lane and uh, pin you between uh, the curb and him. Yep. Remember that. And uh, all I remember was Destroyed. the guy hit us, and we were like, oh, man, that's crazy. And I remember you had the steering wheel in your hand, and then you just go, <laughs> yes. the steering wheel just continues spun. to turn forever. Spun. It was like the biggest fidget spinner ever. Yes. It, it just spun, and we just started cracking up laughing. <laughs> but that was that car, you know? Like, that was like, that was a perfect car for a younger person, college-age person, because it's meant to break. Yes. You know what I mean? If you remember the, I always remember the Saturn commercial with the, the, the groom who was running away from the wedding or whatever. Right. And he, he's, he's at the cliff at the end and he's like trying to make up his mind, smashing his head off the side of the car. <laughs> and like, obviously in a way that would obviously dent most vehicles, but yeah. not the Saturn, not the Saturn. you know, Saturn. you can beat, beat your head off the side of it mm-hmm. all you want. Get in a single small, I think we're going like 10 miles an hour. If that. We were not, like. We were both turning at the same time, and he just came into our lane. And it broke, it just broke the steering column. That's what I'm saying, I think. uh, Yeah, and then two big young guys came walking out, and I thought that guy, well, he shit his pants. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. We had both played. We were both playing college football at, at the time. time. Yeah. So we were huge, enormous, we were lifting enormous every day, getting in out of the Saturn, <laughs> looking pissed, yeah, like looking a clown pissed. car. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. Think about like, that's when you get to like at the point where you're going to make the decision. If I'm the guy, that driver, I'm in fuck it mode. Like I'm not mm-hmm. here. Call the police on me, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I just remember that steering wheel, and I think we we spun it like five or six times, and just laughed. Well, you don't see it. You don't see that in a modern like who can completely disengage the steering column to the point where the wheel just freely rotates. I don't like, know. I don't Saturn, know. Saturn, Saturn ion. Saturn ion. <laughs> R.I.P. Saturn. Li- Gone forever. Well, listen, Aaron I traded I traded that one in for another five speed, uh, or actually six speed. It was a Jeep. Okay. I started off with a yellow Jeep. Yes. And it was like a 2006. So they did the changeover in the body style, 2007, yes. if you remember, mm-hmm. where they went from like the more rounded traditional mm-hmm. Jeepy look to a more Daimler Chrysler, yeah. big, big, angry, aggressive look, you know? And uh, I, I, I had both. I had both vehicles. Okay. Right. I enjoyed the 2006 version more than I enjoyed the 2008 version. Really? Yeah. And Why like, is that? because it was. It was just tougher, it was just, meaner, bigger. Yeah, it was more traditional in the sense that, like, I felt like I could turn off the road anywhere and be okay. Yeah, because I mean, some of those, some of those cars were like uh, Barbie cars. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Didn't what's her name in um, uh, Clueless drive one yeah. of those? Yes, around? yes, Alicia Silverstone. Yes. Correct, yes. correct. Yes. But yeah. I felt like kind of like, a chick jeep. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, and like 
I don't know. I think that the not more... that it, there's nothing wrong with chicks driving no, jeeps. Oh God, no. We like, love them. Yeah, we absolutely. love them all. Obviously, but you're not Alicia Silverstone driving. You're correct. I am hideous compared to Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> definitely. Some some might disagree, sir. Definite minus. No, my wife would even be like, yeah, definite minus. <laughs> she, but like, yeah, I don't know. What? Wait, so what were we talking about? This happens. The a lot. Jeep. The Jeep. That's right. The Jeep. So it was yellow though. Yellow, that's fine. This color yellow, right? Big Be- big yellow cup yellow. Because, <laughs> because I'm a loud, annoying person, you mm. know? So my car has to mirror my personality. That's fine. And, like, that's I remember I pulled up alongside one of my friends from high school. <laughs> and I'm in this yellow Jeep just rocking, I think, rocking out to some Santana. Sure. Something. As you should. <laughs> Hi, honey. And, like, what's up? Sorry. My wife just showed up, and that just fell off. <laughs> that just fell off. <laughs> <laughs> <It's gonna be great. laughs> So you had that yellow Yeah, so, so Buddy pulls up and like, what's up? And uh, he's like, what are you driving? And I was like, this is a yellow Jeep, bro. That's mm-hmm. what I'm driving. Steeler mobile. Yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah, black you know, and yellow. Black and, black and gold. Like, yeah, it's awesome. It's that's perfect. That's true. And like, I remember sitting there and like, I was going, you dick. That's that's not cool, man. I love this yellow Jeep. But then yeah. I got in my head, man. I was like, oh, I got to get a black Jeep. Uh. So the next time I went... And right, and I was up to be able to trade in and get a different car. That's why I said I switched over to the new one, more aggressive, yeah. out of insecurity. So, have you ever seen Guy Fieri's old collection of cars? Oh yeah, they're all yellow. Yeah, every single car he owned was that big yellow that cup. Big yellow. yellow cup yellow. He probably bought your Jeep. <laughs> He's the only person in America. Listen, He's, you know, took it on trade. It probably sat on that lot for yes. Loved it. Ten years. And loved it. Still there. And can we talk about driving tanks? Are we allowed to talk about So that? I have only driven, I've never driven a tank, but I've driven uh, MRAPs, mine-resistant ambush-protective vehicles. Whoa. Uh, those are the things, like the V-Hall. Mm-hmm. And uh, they designed to blow apart in Afghanistan. Right. I've driven Humvees. I've driven um, two and a half, deuce and a half, two and a half ton trucks. Yeah. So like big equipment, right? Yeah, big stuff. So, but listen, <laughs> if you... <laughs> If wait, wait, wait. Just tell me how big of a piece of shit all those yeah, Exactly. So we're about to go down that road, right? So, like, you think about it and you're like, well, but, John, you know, who doesn't want to drive a tank? Well, listen, I was a, I was a paratrooper and I figured out real quick, you know, that the Army is a big trust exercise. <laughs> so, like, so, like, you know, like, who's, whoever. And, and for good reason, right? That's what it's built on because you're putting yeah. your life in the hands of yeah. people. It's a trust exercise regardless. But fundamentally, a trust exercise to the equipment, to everything. Like, how's a paratrooper? You have these guys, these uh, these parachute riggers, uh-huh. and they go through a special school, and they're really awesome, usually. Sure. Very awesome. And uh, they wear a red hat, and they're the guys that pack your paratrooper, your parachute. Okay. Right? And But in reality... They're a 19-year-old kid that graduated <laughs> from high school like six months prior. And they're like, don't know their, their head from a hole in the wall. You know, but listen, I mean, the incident rate is very low, but the incident rate is there. It happens. It's there. You pack those parachutes You're jumping up. out of a, a perfectly perfect good airplane. So, all that being known, and I never had any issues. My riggers were always amazing up in, up in Alaska. I was stationed up in Alaska uh, with the 425. That's got to be a cool place to jump out of. Yeah, it's cold. Gorgeous. I mean, it's beautiful for like, but listen, I weighed like 210, 215 pounds even then. And like, I was a lawn dart coming out of the plane. Like <laughs> first, you know what I mean? Last out, first in. That's what I used to, that's what it used to be. And people would be like, hey, I never understood. Exactly, exactly. A hundred percent. Like you might as well just chase the heavy drop. John, and, well, you're, you're, why is your terminal velocity way more than everybody 25 else's? meters per second, my ass is all I'm going to say. So... That's the, that's the supposed rate of descent or whatever. But, like, so um, you go through that, 
and there's like very specific moments where you question your life choices. First, that happens always. And then, but second, then you got to think about, do I really trust this equipment? Yeah, you have to. And like for something like that, a parachute, yes, I do. Because a mm -hmm. person that I know wears a uniform, put their hands on, which isn't always great, right. but usually good. 19 years old. Yeah, exactly. Still 19 years old, but there's a very specific protocol and they have checks and balances. Um, but like vehicles, man. So when we were in Afghanistan, like... We had IED explosions, vehicles blown up, like, all the time. Right. So, like, I had my fill when I was over there, and I was yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. good on driving anything else. Yeah. I don't want to drive any other military vehicles because, yeah. listen, they're, again, it's like the Saturn built to fall apart yeah. and to be rebuilt. Well, I mean, you know, when me and my dad were building those, we're building all those, uh, you know, TVDs out there, like, they were, yeah. I mean, they would come back blown apart, and they're like, Put it back together, Jason. Correct. We're like, oh, okay. Listen, you know? and I mean, like, and they would look, like, you knew if a vehicle had been reconditioned based on the number of patches that were on. The, sure. There was a, you know, remember the placard mm -hmm. you guys would put on the inside mm -hmm. and everyone would sign it? Yep. Which was awesome. It always yeah. makes you feel like at home. Right. But, like, and you think to yourself, hmm, this has been a, a duly reconditioned vehicle. Like, yeah. hope everything turns out okay. Well, I'll tell you, there were, you know, I mean, it was great. I worked off the assembly line, you yeah. know, because the trucks that I built were too big. They had the big the, the big stingers on the back, mm -hmm. and they, had, they were the, the big cranes on them and everything, which was awesome. I, I loved it, you know what I mean? So a lot of that stuff was hand-built. The other stuff was just going through the line, and it was like, yeah. yeah, they took them, and they did all the testing and everything, and you're like, well, I hope my work is good. You know <laughs> it's I mean? okay. Hope you everything take, turns out okay. Take it out on the test trust track. Trust exercise. Like, Sounds good. You're right. <laughs> it's, a, it's what it trust is. Trust exercise. Man. Every level of the military is a trust exercise, yeah. no matter what you do. Well, I mean, we took that big, that behemoth, right? Eight wheels. Yeah. And like, we took it on this test track, and they're like, Jason, put your foot all the way to the ground. Run it. Don't let up, and you have to make this corner, right? Yeah. And it was like a big test track. Yeah. And I'll never forget that first time. I was like, you want me to take. He's like, huck it into the corner, man. And I threw it into the corner, and it stuck. And I was like, Jesus. That's beautiful. No man. one's doing that in Afghanistan. Not true. 100%. Like, you do what you got to do. Sometimes, I mean, there's like, been some cra so. crazy situations, man. Like, you know, where you're going from, like, where we were at. Like, we were driving. You had to drive through fields. Right. Because couldn't yeah, drive on the roads. Yeah, because everything. IDs, yeah, IDs all over and everything roads. like that. Yeah. So, like, you would have to go transition from driving in these plowed fields into like flatlands or mountainous terrain and it would have to be a seamless transition i remember many a times we did those transitions at high speed so really you doing that probably yeah. definitely well yeah i mean there was a big hill it was 45 up 45 down you had to go halfway up 45 and then you would put put the air brakes on and mm -hmm. let it sit there for five minutes and yeah. you're just sitting in this thing looking up at the sky for five minutes right BSing. <laughs> This is before smartphones, so of you course. were literally BSing with the guy next to you, right? Nothing, but Five you couldn't minutes. do anything else. Get to the very top, make sure it doesn't high center, and then on the way down, you stop, put the air brakes on, and then you stand on the floorboard for five minutes and talk to your buddy next to you, right? Brother. And then you took it on the little whoops, and you <laughs> plowed it through the whoops. Absolutely. Didn't, you know, make sure it didn't, wasn't going to fall apart, and then it was like, okay, that one's gone, and then they ship it off. See you later. What's well, crazy. And you do that five times a day. That's crazy, man. Like, I think that... Yeah, five trucks a day. And that, again, it's important. And, uh, again, back to... It's a it's a trust exercise. It's completely. From the from start to finish. So, I was never interested... After I did the airborne thing, and I was, like, flying around at C-17s that, like... When you're inside of them, like... Yeah, they're huge. Well, not only they're huge, but you can see all the electrical panels on the side. <laughs> and, like, you can look around and look at all the hoses and tubes, and you're yeah. like... Hope and everything turns out okay. Yeah, hope everyone hope hooks chief, that one up correctly. Chief did his job today. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. 
Hope he so, wasn't pissed when he came. He wasn't strong. angry, exactly. <laughs> like no, that's the that's the worst feeling on the on the when you're sitting in the bird and you're waiting to like taxi or take off or people are loading in and the jump master is just pissed. And you're uh, like, Oh, is he the guy that checked my bag? Is he having a bad day? No, like, oh please no. Like, no. But you know what? Like again in Alaska to its testament, and it has to be this way because we're we're up there to be a deterrent. Like yeah. they 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 were amazing it was an amazing airborne brigade combat team wholly functional like yeah shout out to them who, who was it it was the, the 425 up at, at uh jaybear joint nice. base elmendorf richardson and they just reconstituted i don't remember what the new they just created a new airborne division up there nice well, not they reactivated i think it was the 11th airborne i don't know but yeah they're a fit fighting force up there but i was good after that like you're like I'm good. I'm good on I'm good on military vehicles. And now equipment. you have a desk job. Yeah, exactly. That's, now, what you love. Yeah, that's what I'm good with. You know what I'll I mean? Do PowerPoints. <laughs> Y'all jump out of the planes. I'm good. <laughs> I'm fine with it. You know because listen, I can I I can go out and live my life at least. Like, yeah. I don't have to worry about you because it's it's crazy to be in those circumstances, especially in vehicles. Like when I got blown up in Afghanistan, I was in 1151. Uh -huh. So that's like you know flat sure. bottom Humvee. Yeah. Because we you know we had. We had so many vehicles that had been lost for that brigade that we were having to use what we had to use. You know, it, I could have I could have very easily died because of where the placement of that, yeah, that where it was. was. Right. Yeah, and I think that like Well, that was the biggest thing when those things came back in. Mm -hmm. They always made sure yeah. to tell you that everybody in that vehicle survived. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I mean they would come back mangled. Yeah. You know, and you're like, wow. And like the, all the guys would sign something and they would say, Yeah, we're we're all good, you know what I mean? Thank you so much. And that was like I'd be Wild. honest with you. I, I, I felt, I mean, like, we would have to, when we'd be out on patrol, you have to do guard. You mm -hmm. take turns doing guard, you know? And so, like, I felt comfortable sleeping in that thing, though. I'll tell you that. That's a yeah. distinct memory that I have. Because I knew somebody from here had put TLC into it. Sure. So that yeah. matters. Like, it's almost like it seeps through the walls of the vehicle. And, and you can, you, when you need it, and if you've, you've been deployed and been to combat, yeah. sometimes you need that. You need to feel a little bit at home yeah. to be able to reconnect. Well, um, well that's why, like, World War One and World War II, there was so much, you know, uh, national pride because yeah. people were actually working on those vehicles. And yeah. you do, like, working on it, you're like, yeah. I'm a part of the team. Yep. You know what I mean? You feel it, man. Oh, absolutely. You don't want to see – you don't want to be the, the team that puts something together. Right. And then – Three months later, you come back and you had fatalities because yeah, of whatever yeah. X, Y, or Z. Right. Nobody wants to be that way. Like it, I agree. It's like it's got to be that team mentality with that stuff. Yeah, for sure, man. It has for sure. To be. And so now you do a bunch. Uh, we were talking uh, before the podcast, and I know I've known because I obviously follow you on Instagram and Facebook yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. And we talk. But you do a lot now for the community, for the veteran community now. Yeah. So yeah, t say a little bit about that. I'm gonna get a beer. Go ahead, yeah. keep going. Right I can on. hear you. Right on. I can hear so, you. So, I am pretty passionate about the veteran cause because I think that the idea of having a number on the scale of 20 to 22 people a day killing themselves because they have residual PTS or they, right. they don't know how to find resources or they can't uh, effectively talk about what, mm -hmm. what's going on. And as a result, it triggers all those memories. And well, no, all those downward, the downward spiral that creates this, uh, a circumstance in which suicide becomes a viable option. And so I, I really take it to heart because I, I think about people that we lost and talking to their parents after coming home and thinking about like 
how they must feel. And then I transpose that against now when I think about people, veterans that kill themselves, what, like, how does that feel to know that, like, the parents, they got the kid home, right. he safely survived combat, but it was so, so disconnected, like, society was so disconnected from what he or she needed, they had to kill themselves. So, like, for me, I see it as a life cause. Not only because I'm a combat veteran, but mm -hmm. because I care about people. Well, you're a good dude. And I try to be a good dude. I yes. try to be. I try to care about, legitimately, yeah. like, if I'm in your life and I talk to you, I care about you. Right. I pick up the phone any day of the, any day of the week, any time of day. Yeah. And, like, that's just the person I am. So with this veterans' causes, it's hard, right? So you got to have a jumping-off point. And, like, for me, I'm very fortunate. When I was really at the lowest, lowest, lowest point and, like, actively suicidal, um, I, I, came, I came across guardian angels, right. local service dogs. So, yes. like, you mentioned them at the top. Yeah. But this is the really important part. Like, they, they really, that dog, Ranger, the dog that they paired me with, saved my life yeah period bar none you saved my life and there are like many ways you can interpret saved my life in the ba the most base fundamental way he showed me just just by doing his job he showed me why i needed to be alive and that that was okay and yeah. it was okay that i was and you said to yourself well how does a dog do that well these dogs are trained a hundred percent for, for three years to pick up on your um, the chemicals in your brain. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're, they're, they're diagnosing, they're creating a prognosis, they're diagnosing, and then they're treating the, the onset of symptoms related to PTSD, depression, okay. whatever, right? Because right. they're smelling the chemicals in your head. Mm -hmm. And so people are like, when they learn that, they're like, oh, I mean, I guess that makes sense because for many people, Again, how does a dog do anything for PTSD? Right. How does it help at all? Like, I understand a mobility situation. Somebody needs to help sure. moving around. Like, these dogs can be trained to pick up quarters with their mouth and deliver them, dial phones, call the police, get food, get specific medicines at different times of day. But how does it help a PTSD person? Mm -hmm. How does it, like, how does it affect them? And that, that was kind of where I was at, and I found them and went down there to their facility and saw what it was about. Yeah. felt the vibe you know like you can feel oh, yeah. in a place that's truly all about goodness right like and being treating people with love and compassion like you walk in there you felt i remember like my wife was crying it was like it was, oh, a, really? it was huh? a lot yeah, yeah it was a lot emotional. and we yeah. weren't even we weren't even in the pipeline at that point but listen they heard my they heard what i was saying they listened to me and they acted like in a month and they got wow. me paired with ranger which is unheard of it's yeah. a twenty twenty five thousand dollar dog. Yeah, you know what I mean. It takes three years to train. Like that's a, that's a yeah. that's a it's big an investment. Deal. It's an investment. Yeah. Like and like to turn around in a month and have a have a program that is able to look at what the applicant is saying, take an understanding of what their knowledge of symptoms, symptomology, and like how people present that into a quantitative process to be able to pair someone quickly that yeah. needs it. So they saved my life. That's and incredible. It's it's amazing, right? And like, yeah. that's where I figured out. Okay, you got to give back, man. You got to you. This is like if the one thing I can do is BS, which is what I can right. do. I can talk really well. <laughs> like I need to be out there and saying things that are important, that are helping people that don't have a voice. Right. And so I started looking at that. Right. I was like, well, how how does this suicide thing? How does it like a hundred thousand people dead? By suicide since 9-11 is an amazingly high number. Like, how does this happen? 
and honestly, like I said, nobody's speaking the language of this person. Like in terms right. of like, you've heard of love languages? Yeah. Oh, but yeah, the yeah. language of someone's pain. Right. It's, it's hard. Pain language. Pain language. I mean, oh. I don't know if that's a thing. We yeah. Well, I that. guess it is now. There you go. It is. Pain language. Guardians like, angels get on it. Get on that. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> but like uh, understanding what people are asking for. Yeah. And delivering that to veterans is difficult. And so I spent a lot of time, uh, like two years-ish, uh, traveling cross-country, speaking for Guardian Angels, talking about Yeah, you this, were all over the place. All over there the place. for a while, yeah, man. Yeah. You were everywhere, man. Because nobody knew that this was an option. A thing, yeah. Nobody knew. And nobody yeah. was like, well, they knew it was an option. But when you say to someone, yeah, you could get a service dog, that is different than saying, Guardian Angels not only pays for the service dog because they go through corporate sponsorship to get the money. Mm -hmm. You have zero fundraising responsibility. But right. also they create a lifelong connection where they're going to stay with you and make sure the dog stays trained, right. doing the things it's supposed to be doing. And like, like that's a big, big deal. Because big deal, you're yeah. meeting people where they feel common ground. Yeah. So after I went around the country and saw kind of the perspective nationally, right? Yeah. And you look at it and you see there is this honest disillusionment with people... And how to deal with veterans. Yeah, there is. Nobody knows what to do, and everyone's frustrated and doesn't know how to solve the problem. And so, like, I saw that across the country, and I'm thinking to myself, if I'm going to these events and we don't know, like, what the right, right answer is here, like, this is a problem. This is a big problem. Somebody yeah. just starts needs to start speaking up and talking right. to be able to drive the ball forward a little bit. So I said, let me get invested with some local causes. And I was... Um, looking for something to reconnect with people. Ranger had brought me back to my family. Right. Right? Yep. He had brought me back to my family, but I wanted to connect with people. And, like, um, that was very difficult for me at the time because I had a lot of self-doubt, a lot of uh, insecurity. Because when you have a service dog, you have a service dog. Right. And when you don't have any visible wounds, you, you are different. Right. Right. And yeah. nobody can figure yeah. it out why. And God bless people. They're, mm -hmm. you know, the most well-intentioned. But like I've had more than more than a few people come up to me and be like, well, what's wrong with you? Why do you even need that dog? Yeah. Like that. And so like. And that's like the total worst way to go about that. Correct. You but, know what I mean? But you know what? People don't know that. Wow, well, that's true. They don't know that. Well, They're, and we and, and to to everyone's, uh, I guess, I guess. I guess that'll offend a lot of people. There's a lot of dumb people in the United States, man. Uh, don't just understand like social cues and yep. understand like yep. or compassionate. It's all about me. It's me. I want this. I want that. I yep. want money. I want. Why what, can't I touch your dog? Why right. is, is your dog yeah. not nice? I can't pet that. Just a right. pet. What's yeah. wrong with me just petting this dog? And you're like, listen, it's so important that you don't pet this dog, not because I want to withhold joy from you, right? But because the dog, the dog has a specific responsibility, yeah. and if you're petting it. Right. And giving it love, and it's smelling your dopamine and your oxytocin and your levels. It's going to interfere with that person. That person. What happens yeah. if they have a seizure or they have an onset of their disease or whatever right. is coming? They might miss that cue. The dog. Yeah. That's. It, why. It's like going to a CEO's secretary and petting the CEO's Correct. secretary. Like, hey, Correct. Can but I people pet can't you? imagine that the dog is intelligent enough to be that level. Right. right? Yeah, because they see a furry animal. Like, and, oh, you know, I love yeah. this, like, Fido from my... No, man, that's a, yeah. that's a medical device. If you see something that has a sign on it and it's alive and it says, please do not touch me, yeah, whether touch it's it. a lion yeah. or a dog, yeah. don't touch it. <laughs> Just assume that it's a no. You know well, what I mean? we had to have that conversation with our daughter when we went... She went on her first plane ride, you know, a few mm -hmm. years ago mm -hmm. down to Texas. 
And I was like, hey, yo, because we were going in there, and they have, obviously, the, the drug-sniffing dogs. Yeah. And it says, do not pet. And I was like, Leah, like, you can't pet that yeah. dog. That dog's working. Yeah. Like, it's not like a play toy. You know what I mean? We Bro, had to explain that. That is, listen, but that is all it takes. Right. That's it. That's it, right? That one sentence is all it takes. She'll never, ever think about, like, I need to ask this person to interact mm -hmm. with that dog because they make the connection that it's, it's, it's working. It's working. It's hard for people to get that. Right. And even with a dog with me, it was hard for people to understand that. And like, so I wanted to figure out how to make friends again. Yeah. How yeah. to feel like not like so disparate from. Sure. Because I reconnect with my family, but the struggle continues, right? You're still oh, fighting yeah. those PTSD oh, demons. Like, yeah. And like, it wants to pull you back. It's a weight that's on you. Sure. And it's going to be there regardless. And if you aren't strong enough to swim upwards, you're you're going down. Yeah, it's going to pull you down back to right where you were at. And mm -hmm. I didn't want to go there mm -hmm. because I didn't want to be suicidal again. I didn't want to feel out of control. Right. I didn't want to feel unheard because those, for me, were the most important things. I wasn't feeling like people were understanding what I was saying right. and why I was saying it. And I was doing a bad job of explaining it. And I felt completely alone. So, you know, fast forward past Guardian Angel stuff. Right. And to this point where it's like, well, what am I going to do? How do I do that? Yeah, how do you go from there? Yeah. Sports. Yeah. It's the easiest way to do it. Sports, Dude, you're in right? a sports town, yeah, man. Yeah, exactly, man. And so, <laughs> so I went out and I found the Pittsburgh Warriors. And, yeah. like, I mean, like, they're a veteran, a combat veteran team, yeah. disabled vets. Yeah. Hockey. Hockey, yeah. yes. And they play under the Penguins banner mm -hmm. because, uh, and we go to all these the tournaments across the country and play for uh, different, various titles. But, like, uh, it's a cool organization because... It's a professional hockey experience. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're riding you're riding the plane. You're getting the hotels. You know what I mean? Like the Penguins take really good care of us. It's a legitimate experience sure. of feeling like, hey, this is something I missed because I chose to go do, surf. Yeah, right. I didn't have an opportunity or I didn't have the drive or desire. So now I'm fortunate right. I get to be able to do this. So I find the Warriors and. The hockey, I'd never played hockey before, and I was like 35. <laughs> and like fat. Not even a little bit like thick. I don't think fat. you were fat. Fat. Man. Bro. I was like 280 pounds. Oh. I was I, I took a picture of myself, I looked back and I was like, oh my God. Super duper fat. But it was a turn like I said, it was a turning point. I was either ready gonna be ready to die again and just submit. Or I was like I was gonna grow. Mm-hmm. And like I remember like hockey is hard, man. Oh, it's a you know, dude, it's, a, it's a demanding sport. Here's the thing. I mean, you know, I come from Texas, right? Mm -hmm. And so none of my buddies, they we never we, we didn't grow up on high. I, I luckily did because my dad's from Pittsburgh yeah. and like they showed the Penguins and yeah. he was a Penguins fan. So I got to you watch. You get it. I understood hockey, right? Mm -hmm. And then so whenever my buddies or something come up here from Texas, I'm like the, they're like, "What should we do?" I'm like, "We got to go to a hockey game." Absolutely. Because you go to one hockey game, you're, you're hooked forever. You're hooked. It's the most exciting game on the planet. Absolutely is. And these guys go out there and they get their face beat in. Sometimes man. literally. Literally. So, I mean, like fighting is a part of the game. I, yeah, and they're just like, yeah, just keep playing. You know what I mean? It's not like any other sport out right now. Yeah, that's and what I'm saying. It's fast paced and, it, and you don't understand how big these guys are and they're running into each other and mm -hmm. like that puck is hard and yeah. you're just taking it, you it, know? Well, let's, listen, man, this is the reality. It is a sport of micro successes and micro failures. Okay. It is based wholly upon the effort that you are able to put in, right. you want to put in, right? There's a difference between wanting to able ability and wanting to. Like, but it's one of those things that like hockey 
if you work on this single skill again and again and again and again, you're going to get it. Right. It happens. And you have the unique perspective of you played college football. Yeah, correct. I mean, you get your head beat in every single yeah, time. 100%. You were on the line. I was on the line. <laughs> you run into somebody every, every time. Play. You're in a fight, a physical altercation. <laughs> every single, you know, I never thought about it like that until like yeah. just now. Yeah. Physical altercation. How many fights have we been in? Yes. Thousands. It has to be thousands of fights. Like we, we should have gone and been UFC fighters. We should have. Stupid. I look back. I look. I I stupid. Well, that wasn't big when we. were No, it wasn't. We're. I mean, we couldn't look ahead. It's true. We're still murdering them. They were still like not wearing gloves and using packs and things. Yeah, you had to get on VHS. (laughs) I mean, they didn't even have it. There was no YouTube. There was none of this. So, but hockey, is that is that answers? Like, okay, if I put it whatever I put into this, I'm gonna get out of it plus some. So I start showing up, and I found out how we solve the problem of not speaking people's language. The only way to solve that problem is to be able to create a legion of people who do speak the language. Nice. Yeah. Period. End of story. That's create the only your own, way you your can... Your own army. Correct. I mean, right on. Like, And so this warrior hockey thing is across the country. It's 40, 50 teams now. Like, wow, that's yeah, incredible. Across the country. It's a legitimate thing. Like, yeah. And not just from the perspective of the hockey. The hockey is, I, I always say... The hockey is the result of the program doing its job. Sure. And the program doing its job means people are alive. People yes. feel comfortable. People will come talk to people, other veterans. If they're struggling, they have a support network. Call it the Coalition of Care, right? Okay. So when I, I became president of the Pittsburgh Warriors, and I kind of tried to go down this route because I felt like this is a thing that we can do to put a dent in that number. Right. Specifically locally here. Successful. I mean, we went up, went in a national national yeah, championship yeah, in the spring. Yeah, it. Yeah. Like, but reality, we created 115 guys that would literally go through the wall for each other. Sure. One. I mean, like any anything you could ask of these. Is that how big this is? Is Yeah, for us, for our team, yeah, we're at about 100 115 people. Oh, just Pittsburgh. Yeah, just Pittsburgh. Wow. We're, yeah, we grew. We we've had like when I was in charge, I think we grew. I was in charge for two years. We grew for. 300 or 400 percent wow that's incredible and just because people started to understand more about what we were trying to do what's going on yeah i could have never done that if that organization didn't exist so props to you know the the people in the veteran community in pittsburgh that started the program and made it a reality like but we find this this tool that's like we actively have stopped suicides yeah people have called us whenever they were ready to do people have called us as they're doing it and we were able to get service is there to be able to help that person and wow, resuscitate them man. yeah it's wow. heavy but it's it, it, it is but, heavy yeah but it works yeah. right yeah. and so like well it's a part of society that nobody wants to tackle yeah right and it's a part of society that nobody yeah. nobody wants to talk about you know because it is so dark but well, you got to have people listen that's what i'm saying like yeah. and so what's happening now veterans have started really flowing to this hockey deal people that have never played before mm-hmm. like me 35 years old going right. out to play never played, yeah. and they're finding resources and availability resources now you have other things that are happening in the same vein so like i over the summer i did this thing called the undersea warriors uh-huh. and they're a right. scuba diving thing like where they take disabled combat veterans and they use scuba diving they get you certified as an open water diver to help you heal wow it made me really evaluate is this a, a serious solution yeah this like and i said my my name of it was the veteran sports coalition uh-huh. right so it's it's a place that's a center point for anyone that can come and want to know about different physical activity that's in their area sure driven by veterans for veterans you know and like 
I think that that's, that's one way that you create that lesion and we kind of lowered that problem. Yeah. And so like, I've been trying to stay, you know, I try to stay active. Oh and yeah. Invested. I try to, to stay involved in like, um, you have to, I, I, I would imagine the scuba diving, you're in your head a lot. Yeah. It was hard, man. I was. Scared. I bet that is. It was scary, bro. Oh, I won't. Do I was. It. Well, yeah, you would love it. You got to do it. Trust me. <laughs> so, like, seriously, you get under that water the first time. You're in a pool. I was at Dormont Pool, uh -huh. and like, you realize very quickly, you're like, oh, if this air stops flowing, I, I really could drown. And then you do the calculus, and you're like, if that happens, and I'm out of dive, like that, that could be a serious problem. Right. Realistic fears to have in your head, right? Absolutely. The whole point of scuba di scuba diver open water certification. It's dispel all that BS. Okay. All right. You, you, yeah, get you can, comfortable with it. You get, yes, trust your equipment. That's trust the reality. So, like, again, I think it's another one of those components that you show not only a sports mechanism, but something veterans are really familiar with. Like, That's awesome. Learn to trust your equipment. If you yeah. trust your equipment, you trust yourself because you're trusting your judgment. Sure. And, yeah. like, that was the whole component. It was difficult, but I love it. And, like... I'm I'm an a, I'm like I'm an avid diver now. I'm all about it. Yeah, like, you're I'm all gonna, about it. Yeah, I've seen you here lately, man. <laughs> going at it, man. So like that's you're what I'm going saying. all like, around the world. I I mean I didn't mean to open up that whole can of worms, but no. that's like that's hey, what man, I've been this at. Is, that's what this podcast is yeah. for, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, like I said, I wanted to have you on because I wanted to talk about that. You know, you were one of the big inspirations for doing this. I love you for it. You man. know what I mean? So I mean mm -hmm. that was and I you know we talk about it before the podcast. There's a lot of the times that I do you know the, the intro with it mm -hmm. and like yeah, man. I I think it's great. I. I First off, I love you, right? I love you I too, mean, buddy. so it, it, it's something that's going to get a brother of mine back to where he wants to be. He wants to be mm -hmm. like that's that's a great cause, right? You know what I'm saying? It's a great cause, man. I love it. I that's love what, it so much. And it's all like I, I mean, like it's just it, we're in a good place yeah. in terms of people talking about veterans initiatives. So I think like, so. I think it's, it's become a thing now, mm -hmm. right? I think I think a lot of people. I would say probably in the '90s, in the early 2000s, it yeah. probably was not talked about Even at all. The late 2010s. Yeah, 2010s, yeah. I mean, that's why you get that, like I said, 100,000 people since 9-11 killed themselves. Man, that's a real that's number. That's crazy. That's a big number. That's man. a big, big-ass number. Like, yeah. Like, how epic of a failure do we have to be before we, like, go through rule one of problem solving? Admit yeah. you got a problem. Right. Like, admit <laughs> yeah, it. Right. Like, so we can move forward right. and re-tear the system, the system that as it sits apart a little bit and make it more conducive. Make it better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so that's my thing. That's where I'm trying to go with it. I, I like it, And man. I appreciate you for being out here and having me on and being able to give me a platform. Yes, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I, like I said, I think it's great. Um, everybody I've talked to in that organization, because a couple people have called me, mm -hmm. they've all been great, man. They're like, They're the hey, best. whatever you want. You know what I mean? Guardian Angels, man. I'm telling you, if you want to save a veteran's life and you want to know, how, like, in your heart to be able to go onto their Facebook page and say, I directly contributed to that person's yes. life being saved, that dog, that specific effort. You can do it. Guardian Angels is the way to go. You'll save like a veteran's it. life, man. I like Tell it, me. man. I like it so much. Like I said, I, I, I push people there. I say, go donate to them. Don't mm -hmm. give me money. Yeah. Go, go give them money. I don't we want love, any of We love you so much. You know what I mean? So, You're awesome, dear, man. Dearly appreciate it. That was great. That was great. That's... <laughs> Hey man, this is perfect. I mean, this is what this podcast, you know, was about. about. You know, we were going to yeah. talk about cars, but we we're going to talk about this too. Right? Yeah, absolutely. We're go back and real forth. life, man. It's real life. Everyday dude. people. We all got to deal with with different BS all day yeah, long. That's you it. know what I mean? That's so, it. Resiliency yeah. is necessary in all. Phases, yes, exactly. Right? Look, Especially look. Like I said, I don't take notes. It's a note. We're going to check that one off right there. <laughs> we'll post this at the Started on day. number three or four. No, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> this was just, I just jotted these down yeah. today. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, There's right nothing on. wrong with it. So, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm so glad you found that, man. And, you know, I saw you a few, a few years ago, you know, when you were working through it, man. And it's I'm rough. just, dude, uh, I'm, I'm glad it, it all worked out. Listen, you, you should feel like, and I mean this sincerely, 
you had a direct impact on me recognizing the importance of being alive. Yeah, man. So I appreciate you. Like you've always had my back and I have yes. yours, obviously. 100%. But like that's a real that's a real shit moment. Yeah. Like and I I'm a, I was in a bad place. I yeah. Not, man. I was not feeling healthy, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, it takes a lot of patience too. You know yeah, what I mean? It takes you know, a lot of patience. Yeah, because we're flighty. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into uh, maybe one of your favorite topics here. Yes. F one. And this 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 podcast will probably get a lot of uh, uh, listeners yeah. because I will post it as an F1 podcast. Yeah. And if anything F1, people listen to. Absolutely. It's crazy, especially in America. Absolutely. I mean, I did like a, an F1 recap. Mm-hmm. One time it was just me just talking. 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 And like it got like all these freaking listens. I was like, oh, well, I guess people really like F1. I thought I was like one of the few guys that were like, oh, I'm going to go do a British sport and it's international It's insane, man. Sport. It's insane. Like, and, and people talk about, like, if you haven't seen the Netflix series, like, what that did to bring the, oh my God. the F1 show to America Crazy. In, the, in, the big, in a big way to the masses. But, like, I think F1 is, like, the, the sport you can be the obsessive about. You can. And it's the standard. Because, yeah. like, yeah. Cause like, everyone wants to know. Like, I, wanna, I was watching... On the way over here, like yeah. I had in the background playing the 2007, it was like 2007 Belgium Grand Prix. Oh, yeah. It, it was like a crazy, uh, crazy Lewis Hamilton race. But I mean, like that kind of stuff is so nuanced, but there's so many fans. 400,000 people showed up at, at Coda this yeah. year. I yeah. think the same amount in Miami. Like, Well, dude, it's behind soccer. It's the most watched sport in the world. Obvious. It's the only sport, you know? you know, and I always say that, like, it's the only sport that is truly all over the world. International. International. Yes. Yes. It doesn't matter where you're from. Yes. It matters what your team is. Yeah. Like, and you know what? They dipped into the politics for a hot second, probably about, uh, what, two or three years ago? Uh, what? No, they, no. When was December? Oh, I guess it was, yeah. December. Yeah, December. There was, was another yeah. political moment right there. Yeah, the yeah, day. yeah. But I think they kind of are like, everybody's like, hey, look, man. We don't care about your politics. We just want to watch you race. Yeah. You know, we don't yeah. care. Yeah. Like, let's let's, yeah. let's watch people race, man. And the FIA, same thing. Yeah. Like, they have a notorious thing where right. they're like, and I'm not an FIA hater, yeah. but, <laughs> like, I am a Lewis Hamilton fan. Right. And we all know what happened at the end yes. of the season last 100%. year. I'm not like, I'm salty about I, that. Man. Me, you, and Boji need to get together oh, because we will have man. some heated discussions about this. Brother, I just, like, that. that is what drives me nuts is you watch, like, I'm so invested. I remember that. So invested the whole season, and for it to end like that on a yes. decision that was so yeah. random, and you're like, in my mind, and we talked about it afterwards. Yeah. If they would have just red flagged everybody, put them in the I pits, know. I know, change the tires, yeah, and let's run them from the start. Like, who doesn't want that fresh everybody tires? Wants to see it, man. you know what I mean? Like, no, nobody Look, wants to what, see. Say what you want about NASCAR and IndyCar, yeah. they get that right. Yeah, they allow everybody to regroup. Let's yeah. get it. Let's see who the best car is. Yeah, hundred percent. You've made even. You've made it this entire race. You've mm-hmm. done your work. Mm-hmm. Last place is not going to be first place. Nope. If top five guys, you're going to fight for it. Let's watch it. You That's know what, what I'm saying, I mean? Let's man. See it. That's what makes it exciting. It's like I the know. chariot races, you know, yeah. like where people's it was. It's a real struggle against person versus person. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I think that that's. That's one of the yeah. things that makes happen. And, and, and if you're you're new to the podcast and you're like, I don't even know what's going. On. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I, me and Boji called this race live. Uh, last year, so go back and listen to that one, with Boji, because we talked. Uh, like I said, we call, we called it live, and it was the most wild thing in the world. It's we crazy. had to stop the podcast because we didn't know what was going on. <laughs> Nobody you know? did. Everyone was like, <laughs> everyone was like, wait a minute, what? What? Yeah. They're letting they're letting the car, the lap traffic in front of in front of Max Verstappen oh, pass. So crazy. You know, you remember that? F- there was a photo where it showed yeah. the six cars or whatever in between Lewis and, and Max Verstappen, yeah. and you're just like, in your mind, yeah. guys, yeah. you have total control. 
Let's get, let's get it right. Let's get, it get it right. right. What, yeah. And, like, they took... They had three laps, I think, or four laps yeah. on that safety car to make yeah. a right decision. But, you know... However, they, one of my favorite clips uh, between radio, FIA... <laughs> no, and Michael, radio. no! Oh, Mikey, no! <laughs> no! It's not supposed to be this way! <laughs> Boji sent that to me yesterday. Total just to, just to say... Because it's a break right now, right? We're on yes. break. Uh, they come back. Spa I, this week. Spa this week. This, this week. week. Yeah, yeah this week. week. So, and there's been, uh, you know, you have nothing to do for like three or four weeks. There's At no all. racing. Yes. So you just got to sit here and speculate. <laughs> you know what I mean? I watch, I go on YouTube at night, just trolling through every single yes. F1 account that I can yeah. find. You know, every single opinion, because it's obsessive, man. Yes, it is. Because And, and I think, personally, I love when I'm right. Yeah, I love it when I'm right. You can and yeah. you can like if you crunch the numbers in F1, you could be right most of the time. If you're yeah. looking at the data and you're seeing how people are actually performing and take the, I, that's what makes it obsessive. Yes, and I I love it because a human drama. And then you get a guy like Kimi Raikkonen. Oh, he yeah. just raced in an NASCAR this weekend. I know, and he was These all guys smiles. Are wild. They're insane. They're crazy, man. Insane. They're wild. They're Spa wild this weekend. So let's go in. Uh, let's. Get, so I guess we're at mid-season right now. I figure yeah. we just run through the teams and see yeah. how you feel about each. Right of on. These. Right on. I, I'm taking notes. Okay. So wait, hold on. So the first team here. I'm gonna write a little. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna write a little arrow here. Uh, let's see here. F1 talk. Here we go. I'll write a little arrow here so everybody can follow it online. <laughs> this is an epic little notepad thing you got going on here, buddy. Yeah. Appreciate it. Red Bull. Mm. Racing. Mm. I think you said at the beginning you want to punch. Who did you want to punch? No, no, you had, you had it close. I want to rip oh. rip Horner's face off rip. and wear it around like it's... Face <laughs> off. Like it's Halloween every day. Horner. Right, Christian okay. Horner is too snooty for me. and Well, he's married to Ginger Spice. I mean, no doubt. Props. <laughs> props and respect, right? I think another redhead. Another redhead. Another redhead. See, it's a thing. Should, it's a theme. You should like the guy. It's a, I should. You're one I, of the few. You're, but you're I can't, one of the same. man. I understand. I, I think it. about it like because if he really and you're a two reasons. First, he never raced at F1 at the apex of the sport. Right. Right. And for his yes. guy, as as loud as he is, it's a whole different story with Nicky Lauda being a part of a team management and being an yes. active component versus I like, I'm going to listen to that guy versus yeah. Christian Horner. Yeah. He said champions, but that's because the team was really good. Yes. Never anything he's yes. done. And he always pulls it back onto him, which is kind of team principal focus. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Like there right now, this is it. It's the max for Stappen show the rest of the year. Well, guys. I'll tell you what, man, they're number one in points. Yeah. So 431 points yeah. for Stappen Perez. Ugh. Verstappen's unstoppable right now, right? In that car, man, he just can't. Well, listen, listen, we say that before these new regulations take take effect well, this weekend, That's right? true. Is it this? Yeah, it's this, this weekend. weekend. It's a spot. Yeah. So they have the oscillation mm -hmm. rule that starts to come into effect and the floor flex. Yes. Here's where I think it's going to get super interesting because Mercedes and their development stream, mm -hmm. they went with a stiffer floor that didn't flex. It flexed directly to whatever the specs were. I think it's like two millimeters. Right. Red Bull's floor was flexing like four millimeters, five millimeters. It was a lot. It might not have been that much, but it was a lot. And like, so what I'm... Millimeters in that sport or... It's everything. Like you're chasing thousandths of a second. So now I'm excited to see if they can maintain that straight line speed and the turning speed without that flexibility. Because my thought is this weekend, you're going to see a performance that's closer to what Mercedes was at the beginning of the year. 
Okay. That's that's like my that. prophecy. All right. Okay. And all I right. could be wrong, and I'll eat I'll eat crow if I am. But I think that these. <laughs> Find them on Instagram. Yeah. You right. Can get, get, send it to them. And notice, <laughs> and notice, notice, I didn't even talk about Ferrari in this in this particular. Well, uh, well, I, I'm yeah. going through all the teams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, so, you know, they're all involved. Go. Red Bull. Red Bull. They're bad. Red Bull. Yeah. So is Max winning? Yeah. Is Max going to win the championship? Yeah. He's, Max, I mean, it's so dumb. Charles. Charles is definitely not. And yeah. Carlos, the only two that could catch him. Yeah. And I don't think. But what's up with Sergio? I mean, but he's not having the year he had last year, right? He is. He, he's just not doing it. Man. I mean, but listen, that's the Red Bull slump. They have good first and second years, and then it's like, yeah, it falls off. And especially for the secondary driver, I think that we'll get a real light. Like I said, it's all things are going to be even now because that car was yes. perfectly suited for. It was a Max for Stapp, and it could have been a part of his body. It's yeah. perfectly suited to him. Was. Now we're going to – and Sergio had to adapt to that. Yeah. Now we're going to see a little bit of change with those regulations, and I see think that floor the, best. the floor flexing is going to change the dynamic of the steering. Right. I like floor It's going to change the downforce. It's going to – I think it's going to have a significant effect on their speed. Okay. And I, like I said, I think it's going to be a, a third – honestly, if I had to guess, I think they're going to be a third – third fourth fifth somewhere in there whoa yeah, they're not going to be in the okay mercedes is back oh call i it. like this call one, that i like this i like this we're gonna get to mercedes because we're both mercedes fans absolutely you know I mean? mercedes. all right so number two in points 334 mid-season ferrari i mean can you, I, i'm gonna write down clown show yeah yeah i was gonna say dumpster fire <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, whatever you want to say about it. Because, listen, everyone watched that race before the break, and they're like, what are you guys doing? And the race before that. And the race before that. Like, between Charles or Bonotto making these terrible decisions. like Unbelievable. Come into the pits. No, don't come into the pits. Yeah. Oh, wait, come into the pits. He's fighting for the lead. <laughs> yeah. Like, the lead of the race. Like, what are you guys doing? Oh, what happened? So like, bad. The fall from grace from the days of Shumi to now. Yeah, like, well, even um, with uh, what's Sebastian, Vettel. Sebastian Vettel and, yeah. or, and Alonso. Like, yeah. yes, agree. I don't know why, because they should have, in theory, the most dominant car. Yeah, but is that not most the most Ferrari thing ever? Like, even yeah. in their road cars, right? Yeah, yeah. Flashy, yeah. fast, yeah. it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Not very reliable. Until you put it up against uh, a brand new Z06 vet. I'm just hey, saying. you know. Just I'm, saying. <laughs> I'm just saying it's flashy. It's, you know, unique. Everybody wants to be a part of it, but nobody can afford it. Yeah, no, the, the emblem. We have rules. We have an emblem. It's a prancing horse. Yeah. But at the end of the day, is it that good of a car? Is there no. More, is there more lure around it than there is, you know, actual performance? I can't stand Ferraris because they're, because <laughs> again, similar to Red Bull, also uppity. You know, very, very like, uppity. and I'm not trying to offend the Tafosi. They're sick. Yeah. They're amazing. But like, right. the organization that is Ferrari shit show man like, absolute absolute trash yes. like and wasting a carlos signs yes is a, he he could he's be a good he could be a great driver he's man. Good, man he's not gonna be a great driver there he's your number two at <laughs> ferrari with a halfway reliable car yeah. that's not faster than charles car for for whatever reason yeah. i don't understand charles why. can't drive though so. But he can't drive he it. Can't drive. He wrecked. He's, he's wrecking it he all over the place. He's wrecking it all over the place, man. Everyone, and listen, the other dirty secret, everyone's like somebody other than Red Bull. Mm -hmm. Just somebody other than Red I Bull. I think so. Because everyone's, listen, yeah. it's not just us being salty about that shit last year. Right. I think a lot of people are like, it would make us feel a lot better if we put one year of space and a different champion yes, between, between us and that. And that, yes. And it's not going to happen because Ferrari can't get out of their own way. They can't, man. That's It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. I like the car. I think they've done well, mm -hmm. but you have a guy running it that I just don't think is all there, man. He like he can't do it in the in the. It's kind of no. like James Harden, right? You get to the playoffs, 
you get to the big league and it's like, I just don't know what to do anymore. I have you forgotten know? how to use my hands. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like 100%. Absolutely. But how, man? Yeah. Like how? I don't know. Like there's so many people in that, or, what, 2,500 people in that organization. If he's an idiot, right, and he's cracked. Right. Because he's a normal human being and you can't be under that amount right. of pressure for so long. Somebody stand up and say, like, yeah, but not the guy. Yeah, not you know the guy. I mean? Let's let's we appreciate everything because he's done a yeah. ton. Done for a great Ferrari. job. Great, a great job. job. But like, does he want to waste his legacy just ruining everything that he spent all yeah, these years? Yeah, that's building? very true. I think 30 years he's been in F1. Yeah. Like at some point you gotta go, buddy. <laughs> why would you, I don't understand? Like he's been, you know, Ferrari is not cheap. They will no. pay their people. Yeah. Like I, I get the it. Best. Like I would I exactly like I'd do yeah. four or five years there at that level of salary and then just like Go watch the F ones. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Or like, be the be the guy in the background. I don't understand. Like, hey, you, I don't understand you know. the drive of a guy like Bonotto that wants to stay and fight through what is obviously a significant level right. of problems. Yes. And again, another team that's going to be affected by the floor and the flat, the non flexing of the floor because they were doing the same thing Red Bull was doing. Yeah. So I think about this. Think about Ferrari. Losing pace. All right, so that's what I was going to bring up. <laughs> you know I mean? Because number three is Mercedes at 304. Only 30 points behind. That's what I'm saying. Do they, I, they get passed? Yeah, Mercedes absolutely. Passes Ferrari, 100% right? no okay. doubt. All right, yeah, Lewis yeah, yeah. Hamilton and Hammer Time is coming. I'm pretty sure he's going like, to win, win this weekend. Passes Ferrari. And I think at the end of the year, I think you're going to look at Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. I think you're going to say, and even maybe George Russell, and you're going to say, Russell's scary. Yeah. That's a scary Dangerous. Like, equally dangerous. And even with Mercedes with a little bit of momentum. Yeah. Because when they go to the offseason, they get a little bit more time in that wind mm -hmm. tunnel. Y'all better be ready, man. If it doesn't happen with the floor flex thing. Yes. If that, again, that's what's making this weekend so interesting. Oh, it's going to be so good. I, I, I really truthfully think Mercedes is going to pass them. I don't think they're going to get to Red Bull. I mean, Red Bull's got 431 points. I mean, they got a... You know, 420 uh, something lead. They would have to. They have to fall out of a couple races. They would have to absolutely like just yeah. <laughs> Ferrari implode. Implode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have to implode right <laughs> the second sure. half of the year for anybody to catch him. I mean, like I said, Verstappen's so far ahead of everybody right now. I think he's got the the championship sewn up. Sewn up. Points. I think they're they're almost there. Mm -hmm. You know, a few more races. I mean, but they're still there. Mercedes is still there. They're still fighting it. You Listen, I mean? they're dangerous. They get more dangerous every week. And every time the Lewis says that car is terrible and hard to drive and all these things, he goes out there and it's another double podium. Yeah, it's another podium. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. like, well, I mean, not coming into the coming into the, the break, dude, they got all the momentum, right? Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. the momentum mm -hmm. right now. And you know what they're going to do? Shoot themselves in the foot. Because I I say that they're, so? okay. they're going to work. is going to shoot themselves I in the foot. I want them to win, and that's what I'm picking to win because I'm putting that out in the universe. But listen, bro, they're putting in the special livery. Okay. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. The red, the what? The red last, pig. Yeah, the is what they're calling it. The last time they did that double, like, was in was a uh, the German Grand Prix in 2019, DNFs, and the time before that, I think the same thing, DNFs for both. Ooh. Like special liveries are supposed to be gone, guys. Yes. Like, but I guess we'll see. That's the red pig is what they're ugh, calling it. It's hideous, too, man. Like, what are you doing? Like wow. red on the Mercedes. Well, red it, because of Nicky Lauda, you wear the red hat oh, all the yeah, time. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Makes sense. Yeah, that's. I think that's. Their but little, it's tip, little tip of the cap to them. You know what I mean? But it's hideous. It looks awful. I know. Well, you know, we're gonna see. It's it. like Ferrari stopped painting after the first yeah. quarter of the vehicle. You know what I mean? Like, and then my guy, you guys can take the rest. You're good. Dude, uh, we're Italian. We're taking we're, a smoke hey, break. Hey, we're gonna take it to fuzzy smoke <laughs> break. You know? Love them. They're in the so, limited. So okay, so hate so, mail. Uh, so Hamilton, Russell, 
I mean, is, is Russell... I mean, he's obviously the next uh-huh. big thing, right? Mm-hmm. Him, Verstappen, mm-hmm. Leclerc, Signs. Um, who else we can put in that list? Uh, you mean in terms of young people? Young guys, Lando. Lando. And you're talking about Alex Albon. Yeah. You're talking yeah. about Mick Schumacher. Yeah. I mean, like They're young the next guys. Generation, young, right? Next generation, yeah. Next generation. At what point does, does Russell ever jump Lewis Hamilton at Mercedes? Or does, or does Lewis retire before? See, this is, this is exactly, you're exactly correct. Yeah. So, it depends. It depends on if um, Lewis stays around for more than two years. Okay. I think he's on the trajectory. Like, George is going to be a world champion. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He is I think we lights all out. agree with that. He yeah. is lights out. Like, yeah. when he's driving. With a bad car, too. I with a terrible car, dude. <laughs> terrible. Think about if we had, like, that extra 15% of speed that we mm-hmm. had last year in the past 10 years. Like, that. that's what I'm saying. He's a dangerous, dangerous driver, and I think that um, – Two years, I think max. Two years, you're going to see him really as the premier driver, if, bar none. Okay. If not before then, but I don't think so. I think it's going to be about two years. Does Toto step in and say, "Lewis, your time's up, buddy"? No way. Toto's because make, he, cause, to, you know how much money Toto's worth? Oh, five five million dollars yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Know. He didn't give a shit. Well, he's part owner in that team too, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. 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 He's yeah. making like, and I think that. Honestly, I mean, he's been been a good leader for that group. Oh, he's been great. Taking them out of the dumps. Mercedes yeah. was a joke before yeah. he took over, you know? And, like, look at him weathering the current storm. Yeah. Putting them back oh, into absolutely. contention after driving the dump truck yeah. for the first half of the, you know what I mean? Like, they were out there driving your... 78 driving, seconds behind the leader. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my Jeez, God. They were out there driving freaking FJ Cruisers. Fighting against else's. Mick Schumacher and Haas oh, in the Mercedes. A nightmare. Right? Like, give that guy a fast car. Give George Russell a fast car. He's going to win championships. Yeah. I think Lewis retires if he wins another one. You think so? Okay. I think he's going to go next year. He's going to try and win another one. Depending on that, it turns out. He goes out on top. I think he goes out on top. Is yeah, what okay. Is Toto the best in the game right now as far as team bosses go? No. Team principles. Can't say that. Yeah? Has to be Christian Horner in terms of team principles. Think so? I would say it's a toss-up between, I would have said Otmar, but he just, his team is just going. You know who I'm a big fan of? Zach Brown. Zach, uh, I like Zach Brown. I disagree with what they did to Danny Ricardo. Yeah, well, I mean that's coming. I disagree. I disagree that they did it in public. I disagree that they they made him an afterthought when he's the last McLaren to win a race. Yeah. In like ten years. Well, he's in that weird uh, age group right now, right? Mm-hmm. He's not one of the older guys. Yeah. Vettel's, the Hamiltons, yeah. Alonso. Orange, thirty six, thirty seven. Yeah, 38. and he's also not one of the young guys, 22, right? He's stuck in between this like weird. You know, I never was the young guy who was really the man. Yeah. And can I be the old guy who's the man? Am you I know? mature enough to do that? Yeah. But yeah, listen, yeah, that yeah. guy brings exposure to the sport. Oh, 100%. People love him. They love him because he's he, nice. Yeah. He's a nice yeah. guy. He's like, a good dude. Good dude. And like, yeah. it's and he's one, funny. Exactly. And I understand it's a business. F1 is a business. But it's also people, man. Yeah. It also has to be people. And that's why we care so much, right? Right. That's why I still am salty about 2021. Uh, right. the end of that year like well, because we I, be. because we care about it yeah. like and so i don't like that when it's the look that it's so corporate um all the time because it's hard for guys like gunther steiner with his yes. jovial attitudes to offset that kind of nonsense 100 yeah you, know you I mean? almost have to be a dick you have right? to be a dick it's yeah. nothing you can do and that's that's why i just like i don't like zach brown now i was a big fan for a long time mm-hmm. and mercedes was my team mm-hmm. And I like Lando Norris. Yeah. Like he, if out of the up and comers, if I wasn't picking George Russell, he's the guy I pick. I, Zach Brown just—it feels like 
He never lets anything come to fruition. It feels like they go one direction, and then they stop and they go in the next direction. They stop and go in the next direction. Is it because he's American and you see, he wants it now? He wants I to mean, win now. He doesn't play the long game. Look at Lawrence you know? Stroll. How's that turning out for you? Yeah, you well, know I mean? well, his daddy bought him. I mean, come on. Like, daddy bought him. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, but they put together, and they got, what's his name coming there? Piastri. Yeah. He's yeah. legit. He is legit. But we'll he's see legit. if he can drive at the F1 level. Yeah. It's a whole different animal, you know what I mean? Like F1, yeah. what, he was in the E-Circuit, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. Which is weird. The E-Circuit's weird. That, Plus, that's a whole different podcast. I could do, you wanna, a podcast do you want to shift so you're not in the sun? No, I'm fine. You'd be, you'd be blinded. I'm good. No, it's good. Yeah, I mean, we can talk. take a pee break here in a second. I can no, shift you're everything good. around. You're good. Yeah. No, no, we don't have to shift anything. I was looking out for you. No, I'm good. You yeah, the it's sun coming down. Eyes. That's fine. It's good. Uh, number four, Alpine. Okay, they're way down. Okay, so look. look. All right. Top three. 431 points, mm -hmm. Red Bull. Ferrari, 334. Mercedes, 304. Alpine, 99. <laughs> <laughs> As it is, man. It's ruthless, brother. It's you about what technology. And then the, mid, and then the midfield, mm -hmm. right? So this is the leader of the midfield at this point, right? So Fernando Alonso, Esteban Ocon. So with the news that Alonso's leaving, yes, and he did his Fernando Alonso type thing where he just gets tired of being on a team where he's not necessarily the number one. Right. Um, because they always side with Ocon. All the time, that entire, right. like every single issue that comes up, they always side with them. And they put it all on him to pick up the slack from what he, and Al, I mean, he, or not Ocon, was Albon? Is Albon? Yeah, Albon. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, I said Ocon. Yeah. The, uh, no, but Al, like he has to pick up the slack for it. It's not even name worthy. Alexander <laughs> Albon, right? And like, I, I, I think that you look at his history, I think he did yeah. the same thing at McLaren. I think he did everywhere he's been. Is he much. just the journeyman that, teaches these guys how to be a race car driver? No, I think he wants to win championships. He took that break from 2018 to 2020. He did, yeah. Because, or might have been 2017 to 2019. I don't know. Yeah. The, he but he took, went and raced like IRL and Indy. He, he and just like, didn't want to deal with the F1 BS, you know, like yeah, all the touring and all the stuff, oh, yeah. all the promotional stuff, the millions of dollars, all that stuff. But listen, I mean, like, he can still drive. Dude. Oh, the dude can still drive. He has just as much a chance to tell you this. Yeah. Put, him in equal, put him in equal equipment, Max Verstappen, Alonso, and Hamilton. Oh, that'd be fun. I mean, like, I would like to see who would win. Yeah. All equal. Yeah. Like, put him in a NASCAR. Yeah. So, we, Alpine. We'll just write Alonzo. Disaster. We'll just call it Alonzo. Team Alonzo. Well, yeah, but they're going to be... I don't even know who they're going to fill that. Because Ocon's going to be... Ocon is like... I don't know. He's always an afterthought. Yeah, you know he's, what young, I mean? well, he's, he's younger. He's younger. And, yeah. like, he's not as good. Not a world double world champion. Well, and, like... Sure. He makes dumb mistakes. Yeah. Like, so I, I get, but he's a young driver. That's what happens with young drivers. Yeah. This, this Alonzo thing is going to screw them up. I think it, it jacks their entire plan up. Really? Because I think they were building that car to suit his needs a little bit next year. And he just blew it up. And I think yeah, Otmar, Otmar Safenauer is like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know how to deal with this. It sucks. You know, we don't have the exactly. money. And they're talking like it was a money thing. Yeah. Like, how is it ever a money thing in F1? You guys have unlimited money. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because, like, they'll occasionally be, you know, racing for two or three. Yeah. And then they find some way to just screw it all up. Right? Yeah. Unreal. Unbelievable. I dislike, but I think Alpine could be a contender, but they always, again, just like Renault before them, like. Yeah. What do you, they're yeah. Disaster. Disaster. Always a disaster. Disaster. Number five is McLaren. Before we get into this, I got to pee. All right, right on. I do. I really do. You really do. Sorry, I had too much water. You're we'll, we'll 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 wrap it up quick. Cause I mean, the rest of these teams, yeah, it's, it's joke. joke, right? McLaren, that's the big one right now. They're gonna today have today announced. Yep. Danny Ricardo, 
gone. Gonzo. I mean, like, I think I wrote that in my notes. Danny Ricardo. Gonzo. With a Z. With a Z? Z-O. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and in the worst way, like I said, I think that that's going to come back to haunt McLaren. I think there's going to be bad vibes and juju that comes from that because he's a he's an angel. He is an Danny angel. Ricardo. Yeah. He's an F1 angel, and they are treating him like crap. And well, I get it. He's getting paid $21 million to end his contract or whatever. Well, yeah. But. But. And that's treat, a big but. We should treat people with respect yeah. that, that haven't wrong. It's like it'd be one thing if, if they were doing like Alpine with Piastri. Like they have every right to be annoyed and probably treated sure. like a jerk. But like there's no reason to treat Danny Ricardo again. The, mo- the only person that's won a race for McLaren in 10 years. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Well, and you lose an entire continent. Correct. Because the entire continent loves them some Danny Ricardo. Well, you know what? Nick DeVries. Is yours still on? No, we lost yours. Damn. It's okay. I'll put some batteries in it. Okay, sorry. But the, here's the here's the bet okay. with with um, Zach Brown. He is betting that Piastri, who's also it's Australian, mm-hmm. will be able to cover down on that anti-McLaren sentiment on the island there. Oh, that's yeah. his bet. That's I don't bet. think so. I think Australian people are pretty rigidly loyal, and they they're, are. They they're love gonna that look guy. and they're gonna be like, "You're treating our guy like you know shit." They. Love that guy. Though. I mean, right? I follow some people in Australia, and that's like they, and people who aren't even into sports, and yeah. they're like, love yeah. that guy. Danny Rick. Danny Rick. The man. He's a national treasure, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, an angel. F1. McLaren, what are you doing? I love Lando, too. And he yeah. was teaching Lando some good stuff. I th- Lando's going to be number one driver. Obviously, but he's got to have not a piece of junk underneath mm-hmm. him. I love that it was like the convenient excuse that Daniel Ricciardo is the problem here. When in reality, it's the trash setup that, that uh, McLaren has put on the track. I don't think they've introduced updates, like significant updates or upgrades in a couple months. Yeah. I mean, it's garbage. That's terrible. What? Like, Zach, what are you doing, man? They even gave you extra cap space. Let's let's do something with that money because you're not competitive. Well, I mean, they're, I think they're very interested right now in their road-going cars. Yeah. To be honest, they're putting out some really nice stuff. And they actually just released their fastest road-going car ever yeah. in Pebble Beach just last week. Really? Oh, have you Sick? seen this thing? I have not. Well, it was Definitely in all the it was in all the Gran Turismo games, oh, so it really? was like one of those dream Gran Turismo cars, <sighs> nice. and they made it a reality. They're making twenty five of them. Really, this thing's sick, man. How I much saw, it cost? Don't know. I saw it. <laughs> I got. I, I saw a clip for about five seconds, like right before I left work. Oh my! God. And I was like, whoa! Immediately erect. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. I had to walk out of there bent over. You know what I mean? <laughs> Amen. Say, so, you know, the, the girl at the front desk, oh, you're back hurting Jason. Good. Nope, nope, I'm good. I'm good. Just keeping it bent. It's a bent come day. <laughs> New McLaren Roadsters are out. Oh, man. It looks nice. Oh, a nasty. I mean, it's not. You need to go look that up as soon as we go. Uh, Alfa Romeo. I mean, the team that Lawrence Stroll destroyed. Yes. You know, like. So it, it is my wife's favorite team. Really? Why? She loves Valtteri Botas. Uh, she is a big Botas fan. Only because I think they say his name funny yeah. on the deal. Instead of, she just walks around. Botas. Botas. Botas is yeah, the right so She walks around and says that all day long. Botas. <laughs> I mean, like, how can you not love Valtteri? Well, she loved him because he raced with Lewis Hamilton and mm-hmm. Mercedes, and now it's like, well, I got to root for the guy. I like Absolutely. the guy. Absolutely. He's a good know? dude. Yeah, and he's with Alfa Romeo. That's like the most harmless team out there, right? The most, the most harmless team, and will continue to be the most harmless team. Fernando Alonso, here's the call. Fernando Alonso, okay. one year there before he quits. Whoa. One year, I'm telling you. Whoa. Sebastian Hot Vettel. Take. Yeah, Sebastian Vettel, obviously a less alpha personality, only lasted two seasons. Yeah. Decidedly less like aggressive. The, the way Alonso approaches racing. 
Yeah. Like so, it just it just doesn't make sense. I and mean, it's a world champion, double world champion. You get to have on your on your team, yeah. but like, well, in in my mind, what are you what are you giving up? Like, yeah. where was the better options? Like, what about Mick Schumacher? And we'll talk about Haas. Yeah. I'm sure. Oh yeah. But well, like, like I think that they're the next one on the list. Haas. Yeah. Well, I think that Alfa Romeo once the turning point is going to be once they finish the wind tunnel that they're building at the new facility. Okay. So they have this really state of the art wind tunnel at yeah. the facility. Supposedly, it's going to take them to the next level. Now, I also saw something that said they poached a couple real. They poached a technical director from Red Bull, mm. um, and a couple other high-profile design and engineering people. Really? So maybe the billions can finally buy them a championship. I mean, look at the Florida Marlins, nineteen ninety-six. Well, right? that's true. I mean, yeah. like you can buy a championship. You can buy. A and Lawrence Stroll is like, I will commit all of my billions to buy to buy this championship. <laughs> Just put my son <laughs> in, in the, the car. seat. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, because Guanu, he's Guanu, right? I mean, he's he's not doing much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Haas, the American team. The American team. Maybe the, not the only American team here pretty soon. Really? Well, yes. Mario Andretti is. Oh trying to get yeah, in. but they, they don't want Andretti in there. Fraught, <laughs> fraught with uh, with <laughs> issues. I mean, you've seen like. Uh, I love Haas. We have Haas CNC machines at my work. Those guys come in. We love them. We actually have guys that come in from oil and gas. They're like, oh, like the racing team. And yeah. we're like, yeah, like the racing team. That's that's how they make their money off of these machines, not off the racing team, for obvious reasons, because they suck. That's right. <laughs> I still can't. Wait a minute. I, wanna, I don't want to move on from Alfa Romeo. Okay. Oh, oh, you're still on I Alfa, want Alfa Romeo. Because right. we got talking about Ashton, Aston Martin, because they're all yeah. really bad. Yes. But Alfa Romeo itself, I think, has an identity crisis. They tried the Zhou Guanyu yes. experiment. And he yeah. hasn't been an, as an epic of a no. driver. And I think that... They weren't expecting that. I think that yeah. they were going to expect a stronger pairing with Valtteri. Yeah. And I just don't think that development's there. Now, the question is, you know, how long do they put up with that? Yeah. Like, what are they Well, can do? we say the same thing about their road-going cars? Beautiful. Yes. They look awesome. Look fast. Yeah. Underperforming. Mm. Sorry. Sorry, anybody who Symptom of a, a larger problem, an alpha, right? Because I love the Alpha. I think it looks beautiful. I did a beautiful car. Red there was White. that movie with, uh, what is it, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan he, Reynolds. He was drifting that thing around. I was like, that's a badass <laughs> car. And then you get in one and you drive it and you're like... Stomping the foot to the ground. Nothing's happening. A lot of special effects in that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that I, I, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Zhou Guanyu at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. Because, again, I know he's got, I think he's got a two-year deal, but like... Not panning out. Right. Can't support Valtteri. Neither one of them is strong enough to be an alpha driver, so I, I would be interested yeah. like to see what happens there. But okay. I had to talk about Joe Guinea. I'm sorry. Yeah. We got sorry. distracted with Aston. Ha Haas F1. I mean, Back to Haas F1. I, they're getting, I mean, Mick, Mick is gone. Yeah. Obviously, at the, at the end of the year, they said that already. Mick gone. Yeah, and I think, again, hot take, Danny Ricardo might race at Haas next. Danny year. Rick next. I mean, because there's only a couple places he could go to in F1. And Haas hmm. is one of them. I think okay. it's like Haas, Williams, and I can't remember the other one. Races for an American team. Americans I mean, love him. Think about that. He comes to he comes to Texas. He wears the cowboy hat. He wears yes. the boots. People love him. And American people don't know. Like we don't understand. Like no, we like we, we don't care if you're a winner. Yeah, we like how you look, man. Yeah, like hundred percent. Like, like you're a cool dude. We like, like we will support you. I think it'd be a good move and it'd be interesting. I think Mick Schumacher's. I think he's legit too. I mean, like he it, just is on a dog team. He's on a crap team. I yeah. think he's got the he's got what it takes. And I'll be interested see, to see. Jeans. You know what you I mean? Know? Like, cause does he have a team for next year yet? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think he. I don't think he signed. I don't think he signed with anyone yet. I, I think they told him we're releasing him, but I don't know if he signed anywhere else. Twenty twenty three. Yeah. Um. Uh, Alpine F one. Oh, no, question mark. 
No, nobody knows yet. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he. I don't think he signed anywhere yet. But he might. Yeah, he might contract be talks. There you go. I mean, I think that uh, underutilized, obviously, and there's a talent there. But I don't know if he's on the level of Michael Schumacher. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if he has the, that good of instincts, but we'll see. Like we'll he's going to get an opportunity to race. We'll see. I would assume. So uh, perhaps maybe my favorite team, just to laugh at. Yeah. Not, not so much. I really like him, although I do like Gasly. AlphaTauri. Oh my God. Boy, talk just, about can't get out of your own way. Yeah, buddy. I mean, like <laughs> it's like all the comedic problems of Ferrari and Red Bull rolled into one. You know, which is convenient. Yep. Makes sense for that team. And, like, again, you talk about Pierre Gasly. Like, I think he's a pretty decent driver, man. I think he is, too. Here's the problem. You have Yuki Sonoda, which I call him <laughs> Spinoda. Clown. Because he doesn't know how to keep the car in a straight line, man. He's too little, man. He's a little guy. Yeah, but, man, dude, he's he's mangled up a lot of those cars. I, I think, mean, how, how are you Red Bull and you have, you're supposed to have all these drivers in, in the background. Yeah. They're supposed to be really good. Everybody be able to step for in. you, step in. And you're, you're running a guy who can't control his throttle all day long. Yeah. Like, dude, you're running into people like bumper cars. You're spinning it all over the place. Screaming like, on the radio, screaming, screaming on the radio, like yes. a lunatic yes. about some nonsense that he did to himself. Like, right. Again, another experience, the experiment yeah. with the Yuki Sonoda yeah. stuff. Like, I don't know. I wonder. I, I don't think he's going to hang around for that long. He's but Gasly's good. your guy, right? He won a race. I mean, he did. He won he a won race. He won a race with a, a, an eighth-place team. You 27 said, points. He probably has all 27 from the win. I mean, you said it, though. He, earlier, we love the underdog. Yes. And the way that they, Red Bull Big did him dirty, uh, like. Oh, big yeah, time. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they. Yeah. It was what it was. Like so, do you pull back in Danny Kathia uh, because obviously they, he got he got caught up in politics, right? Yeah, Russian guy. Yeah, yeah. Russia invades Ukraine. Yeah. I whatever. don't think so. I think that I they think had that, to get rid of him, right? Yeah. Because they can't have that PR on him. Yeah, exactly. Do they I don't bring know. him back? I don't know, man. I think it's gonna. It depends on how things turn out. Yeah, you know? like I always thought he kind of got a raw deal. I mean, obviously, like him. I mean, he's not a prick. Like, um, what's his name? Uh, no, but Mazepin, Nikita Mazepin. Yeah, he's a jerk. Yeah, like he's the worst. Like you talk he, right up there, Mazepin. I mean, no offense. I mean, re pretty decent Equals driver. Jerk, a jerk, but a jerk. Okay. You know, right. well known. He and people. He, he was not yeah. well liked on the circuit, and I think that like again, I think it's going to be public perception driving the reality on the F1 okay. grid. You know what I mean? All like, right. and that's how it always has been. All right, um, ninth and tenth. Bringing up the rear. Garbage. I mean, we always know who 10th is going to be, which yeah. I love that team mm -hmm. because of the history behind it. But Aston Martin, so Lance Stroll, Vettel, it's tough to see a legend in a car that bad riding around the back all the time. I mean... Do you hang him up? He hangs yeah. him up after this year, yeah. right? You, or do you, or do you, you think... You, you talking Sebastian? Yeah. He, he announced he's retiring. Yeah. This is but it. do you think someone gives him money? And no, he, I think he's know? done. He's I think done? he's the kind of guy okay. when he... Like, he's a Kimi Raikkonen of the world, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. When he's done, he's done. Okay. He doesn't right. want to go back. He doesn't... He's not going to do this thing that, like, five years down the road, he's going to want to come race again. I think that he won. He did a good job. He has a legacy here. Yes. He's done it. He impacted a lot of social change. Yeah. And from what he said when he retired... He, he wants 
time with his family to be a dad. That's good, man. And I mean, that's good. That's the yeah. way it should be. And like, yeah. we'll see two years from now. Who knows? But I don't. Well, he could open an ice cream shop. Like, uh, think about that. Like, uh, what's his name with Mercedes? He won the championship and just opened an ice <laughs> Was cream it shop. Was Nico Rosberg? Nico Rosberg. <laughs> Nico Rosberg. And you know what? Vettel is a is a very well spoken guy. Like, I could see him hopping in and doing what Rosberg's doing now, where he kind of does a couple of races yes. and he you know helps out in here the and booth, there. Bro. In the Put booth, bro. Can you imagine the booth? Oh, yeah, but like, I like the British commentators because they're 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 cheeky they're yes, fun yes they can yes. say things i was thinking about that on the way over here i was like man that is one of the best parts of f1 yeah is the the announcing because again so normal people yeah with the jeremy clark uh, clarkson mindset mm -hmm. being honest yes you know telling it like it is and en enjoying the sport for what it is like i it's amazing because you we're used to professional announcers in the, the united states i think that are like very corporatized. Yes, one hundred percent. Fall in line. Yes. Company line. You'll lose this. This is deal. what it is. You yes. play down the middle. You, you are in the middle. You yeah, don't correct. Size this guy or that guy. Bob Costas used to do a little of that. Yeah. But Bob Costas isn't really calling a whole lot of games other than baseball. That's what I'm saying, anymore. bro. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. so I think you're you're onto something, man. That yeah. the announcing in F1 and those British personalities are so, so adept good. at calling it. Like I said, calling. But maybe it the is. Germans are better. I mean, who knows? We'll see. I want to. See, I, want, I would love to, because Sebastian Vettel, he doesn't give a shit. He's like, I. He would. I bet you he would talk trash on drivers while they were driving. Like, like that's what I want to see. Yes. I want to see it. Like Nico Rosberg does an okay yeah. job with it. He's really nice. Yeah. I think Sebastian Vettel yeah. could be like mean and hilarious. It's kind of like I want to see Tony Stewart uncorked in oh, NASCAR Jesus. and just like say oh whatever he God. wants to say because you know that guy just has a lot. He has a lot to say. All the time. Smoke, all the time. Is, smoke is my favorite driver of all time yeah uh last williams i don't think we need to speak a whole lot about them oh and uh, we we mentioned the aston martin people yes. before we jump off those we oh, mentioned yeah. it earlier about their wind tunnel they're building yeah. whenever i was talking about them to the, during the uh the um the freaking alfa romeo slot. yeah that's going to be a big difference honestly oh, yeah. i think it's going to yeah. be it's going to equip them with data that no other team has because no one has as advanced yeah. of a wind tunnel and i think that the facilities that they're building are going to make a huge difference does that translate to, to to Fernando Alonso? No, I don't think so. No, no. I think he's going to hate it there. I think it's micromanaged. Lawrence Stroll is up in everyone's business, making all kinds of crazy decisions. Yes. So it'll be interesting to have to that some more. But go ahead, Williams, by all means. Williams, uh, love him to death. Yeah. They got to do something. It's man. tough, man. Small team life and like at the back of at the back of the pack and like with just, you're, you're spending money you're not making money right correct i mean yeah, you're spending to, money at that point, has right? to be that way man i had high hopes for him this year that they would be they would be fighting at that mid-pack i don't just, think so man i think that that when when sir frank died i think that they like really lost their way yeah i think so too i think they don't have as strong of a yeah, connection well, to his, an identity well it was his daughter or granddaughter who was running it. daughter I think his was daughter, daughter was running, was running it, it and then they just let her they bounced go. her yeah they yeah cut so her, now which is messed up all on its own yes like right, exactly. i mean you don't just bounce her you, you no. say like listen we're gonna put you in an executive position yeah ad advising Advisor, on the team something. and like whatever you but need like, to be a part of this yeah but just to cut her loose like that's what i'm saying i think they have an identity crisis it reflects yeah. in their racing Maybe and they hop out and Andretti comes in. Probably yeah. Not, well, but, you know. well, what do you think about uh, who is it? Porsche's coming in next Porsche's year. Porsche's coming in and next year. And they're taking year. the Red Bull. They're making the Red Bull engines? Yes. Yeah, because Honda's bowing out. Yeah. Well, which is crazy. That is, no, it's not. That's what they do. They get dominant and then they're like, eh, we're bored with this. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, we'll we're do something out. else. Well, yeah. they're so heavily invested in IRL mm -hmm. that, like, I think they just. They well, that's a big moneymaker for them. They I mean, enjoy easy that. Easy money. Like, yeah, I mean the, the 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 American market for Hondas is crazy, dude. It's ridiculous. Like, you know, people love them. Yes, you know absolutely. I mean? I'll be interested to see how well it translates the Porsche and Red Bull. 
Because okay. sometimes you bring those de- developers together and it's like, it doesn't mix well. Okay. And Christian Horner, like I said, is a jerk. And I would love to, uh, <laughs> I would love to see them struggle a little bit okay. because he's a little too pompous. All right. So give me your one, two, three driver. So one, two, three at the end of the year, who's first, who's second, who's third? How do you see it playing out? I think Max Verstappen. Okay. Yes. I think we both agree there. Somewhere between the two Mercedes. Two and three. Really? I think they, I think they you make think it. You're gonna pass. Ferrari. Listen, somebody's got to put it in in the, in the world. I think that Ferrari has shown what they're capable of doing. The level you of think that you failure think that, they that they. You no, they I think that they've seen that this can get worse. Okay. And I oh, think that wow, in, okay. in terms of Ferrari, I think it's gonna get worse. Okay. So I think that it's the two Mercedes. I don't know if it's gonna be Lewis or George, depending on mm-hmm. how they finish out. But the last half of this year is gonna be all about Mercedes. Okay. All about them. Calling okay. it here. That's the hot take. It's going to be all about Mercedes, and it's going to be dominance. Okay, I like. I mean, that. like, and again, it's not. A, it's a gap that's not going to be closed because Verstappen is like a hundred point lead or whatever. Right. Yeah. But that's not the point. It's the yeah. momentum going into next year, and I think that, um, I think Sergio Perez is not done struggling either. But he's in the fourth uh, slot. Yeah, I think he he's is. number four. Yeah. And again, I, I don't know so what you think happened. Ferrari's out of oh, yeah. the top four. They're done, bro. They're wow, done. that's I'm calling, I mean, I'm calling it right here, right now, and I, I love like Charles Leclerc, and, like, I love Carlos Sainz. I said it before, but, like, they're done, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, you know, like, you. we've all played in sports tournaments, like, yeah. where you've maybe gotten... You just to, know that you've, you've you're done, done. Yeah. You're done, and you mm. know it, and you're like, like, that, I think, I think that's where we're at, because they were the championship favorite. Yeah. At least close to the championship favorite with Red Bull. They were right there. And to just piss it away, doing yeah. dumb things that are embarrassing, like. So you think the Ferrari? You think everybody who loves Ferrari? Do you think they are kind of hoping this happens that way that Team Boss gets out of the way? And I would be, I would be know, hopeful you, if they're being realistic. F one fans. Well, I mean, here's the hot take here. Yeah. I kind of hope the Steelers tank so I don't have to watch Mike Tomlin. <laughs> 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 How do you think they're going to do this year? Steelers. Yeah. I don't think, I, think pick they, it. I think they squeak out nine and eight. And you I mean, keep Tomlin for another two years. I mean, I would agree with that. I could you see know, that happening. I think you squeak nine and eight. Out. Do you think Kenny Pickett like? No, no. I, I think I think I think if it gets so bad where maybe you don't see a winning season and you see a losing season, you put him in at the end of the year yeah. and you see what he's got. Yeah, I'd I think be inter- that's it. I'd be interested to see what happens because you know, hometown guy did really good at Pitt, yeah, but like, does that translate? Three on the depth chart. Yeah, I think does that translate to the NFL? That was not a popular take in the locker room listening to hockey. Yes. Everyone's like, what do you mean you don't support? And it's like, no, no, I love Pitt. It's all good. Yes. This does not translate. Like, Hey, look, man, uh, head and heart, right? Yeah, like, yeah. my heart says, yeah, I want to see the guy. Head, eh, I've no. seen him out there. Not my dad's great. a big fan. Not I great. said, you played with the threes, the guys that are probably going to play in the AA- AAFL next year. Correct. Like, Okay, on the you bus. You shredded those guys. On the bus. You shredded those guys. That's fine. Whatever. They're not employed right now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> They've been cut. Exactly. All right, let's see what we also got here. Uh, yeah, because this is the only time I've done notes. This is great. This is awesome. Look at this. Yes. Uh, so, you wanted to talk about um, Corvette. Yeah. Okay, so here, here is the two, the two crazy stories, and we'll go into, the, and go into the vet and how good it is, all right? So, in the past, I think, week, and a lot of people who are online uh, will have probably seen this story. The story is... There is a dealer in Houston, Texas, Mack Height, uh, a Chevy, which I, I, I know very well. I, I used to pass them. We, my parents bought a car from them, right? Yeah. Big dealership. They are taking Z06 pre-orders right now, right? <laughs> so you put six grand down. Of course. Um, if you get the car, the six grand goes towards it. If you don't, 
they keep the six grand, right? That's, that's fine. That, that's not the egregious part. Egregious part. They are charging $90,000 over MSRP right now Man. to get that car. $200,000 Corvette. Is it worth it? I think, right? So I, I give pause to that statement because if you look at the way the development, especially of the Stingray and the Z06 inside mm -hmm. of the Corvette recently, the last mm -hmm. year, it's hard to tell a difference, man. Yeah. They look, they look similar. The performance is similar. Like, yeah. do I want an American company charging $200,000 for a sports car that's meant for people but like you and I? The American, yeah. the, but the company isn't. It's the, See, I didn't know it, that. it's the dealership charging 90 grand over MSRP for wow, you to get one. That's making money, bro. That's how they do it. Like, I mean, what would do you, you pay $90,000 over? No. Well, I guess here, well, if I were looking at a Corvette like that seriously and could afford yeah. it, I mean, I wouldn't care. But there's a ZR1 that's coming out that's going to be better than the better. Z06. Yes. So what? So are you gonna the, the dealer's going to mark it up uh, two hundred grand? You're going to be paying four hundred thousand dollars for the only, a, a Corvette. The only way you can stop that though is by not shopping those dealers. Well, that's what. I mean, that's like what everybody online says, if you don't pay for it, and and it showed the guy had signed it. I mean, he he was all in. The yeah. guy signed it. Like I'm done. Yeah. I'm 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 getting this car. Yeah. And you're going to pay ninety grand over sticker. I mean, it's crazy, man, because it's not good for anyone. No, it's, it's not. It sets a poor precedent in the marketplace because guess what? You invest $200,000, what about, like, resale? It's not even yeah. worth that. Well, no, and, I've, of course, I say this a lot on the podcast. You don't buy a car for resale. Correct, right? correct. But you also don't pay ninety k over because... It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a shit box. You know what I mean? Like that that is that is not why you pay 90 k over You're, asking price. Yeah. You expect value in return. Value in return, yes. And, and it's not. Yeah. I and, mean, like, and so no one, I mean, obviously we, we've seen, you know, what the numbers are and everything that have come out, but $200,000, there's a lot of nice cars for $200,000. Yeah. Yeah. In that price point. Many. I'm not buying a Corvette for $90,000. I mean, 90 grand, 100 grand, I would uh, pay well, well, MSRP, all day. MSRP is 110, 115. All day, baby. I think that's worth it. Z06 worth it. That's fair. That's a fair. And you're going to make that money back if you ever did want to. If you're Absolutely. a collector, mm -hmm. you're going to make that money back. It's not going to devalue like yeah. that in your collection. But it's a Corvette, right? And it's a Corvette. It's, a Corvette. it's timeless. I mean, like it's but like 90 grand over invoice, that's someone that has money to burn, buddy. Yeah, well, we've you seen know. a lot of money that has been burned here <laughs> the past right. two years. That's right. The other egregious one. So this is the second one. So two of these came out in the same week. Of course. New 400 Z's coming out, yeah, right? Yeah. Just call it the Z. Everybody wants to call it the Z. It's oh. not the 400 Z, which oh. it's the 400 Z. It's 400 Z. All right. Let's call it like we see it. Let's call it like we see it, right? So there's, they have the Proto coming out, and I think they're making 280 of these things, right? To kind of tip of the cap to the 280 Z yeah. or whatever. Um, That's sick. A dealership is charging 73K over MSRP, <laughs> which puts that car at $129,000. Bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Bananas. A $40,000 car Ish. for $129,000? Ish $40,000 car, buddy. Like, what do you, like, can you, like, you've bought many cars. Many I've bought cars. many cars. Yes. It's not an easy process. No. You, you have no. lots of paperwork yes. to do. A lot of time to think yes. about, is this a good idea? And, like, people to be still doing that. But is that how dealerships are getting back into the green? Because there's a lot of dealerships that are going under, right? Yeah. Of course, because they can't, they can't maintain inventory on the lot. Yes. There's no resale market for used cars right now mm -hmm. because all of them have been sold. Like, it's very low low inventory. So I dug into this a little deep. I have, it on, I have my, my notes uh, here. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah We're aligned. So um, the average price right now yeah. for a used car. Yeah. I'll let you guess. I'll let you get what the average price. Average price. Yeah, all the way from the highest of the highs, the Mercedes, the mm. the McLarens, all the way to the 
1991 Honda Civic. Or 1986 Monte Carlo. Or 1986 Monte Carlo. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say used. Used. Average price. 13 grand. Oof. Way off. $29,300. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> That's right. insane. So the, at the peak of this whole deal was December 2021. $29,969 was the peak of this, crazy, right? Crazy, man. Okay, so compare that to before the pandemic. Yeah. February 2020, yeah. the average used car price was $20,700. It I mean, jumped up. 10 grand. 10 grand. Average 10 grand. Average 10 grand. That's a lot of money, buddy. How can I pay for I'm not paying for that car. I'm not paying. I'm Why not would you buy a used car when you just go buy a new one and get a lease for the well, same price? Well, I mean, there's a guy, this guy at work, he said his buddy, what he was doing is going to southern West Virginia. Mm -hmm. He was purchasing a bunch of cars down there that nobody... Nobody goes to Southern West Virginia, right? Ever. Yeah. So there's plenty of cars down there. Yeah. He would buy them, bring them back to Pittsburgh, Trade sell them for five grand over. Used car. We're in the wrong business. We're in the wrong business, sir. That's exactly what he said. So So we're going to West Virginia? So we're going to West Virginia. <laughs> we're going to flip cars. That's what we're doing. Hey, we're flipping I'm cars. I'm down with it, man. Yeah. That gives us the reason to be at F1 races then, too. Exactly. He's got to talk to the dealers that are there yeah. at the we races. Could be a yes, yeah, we could be a dealer. Yeah, we could be a dealer. It would be a great dealer. It would be a great dealer. We'd be giving away all kinds of stuff. Here's when you walk in. You want to get lit up the before classiest, you go to the test drive? The classiest <laughs> F1 team ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Our Miller Lite sponsor. Miller Lite sponsor. <laughs> I mean, right? We're just regular guys telling it like it is. Hey, man. Or Bush Latte, maybe. <laughs> Bush, Bush all over the side. In the, and, and when it gets into the fall time like we are now, you do the orange camo. Yeah, right? I mean, people would Perfect. Love us. They'll go nuts for it. People would love We're in us. southwestern Pennsylvania. Crazy They'll love it, bro. Americans right now in this... <laughs> In this this gentleman's sport, right? You oh know, so my God, it's chaos. But new Z06 coming. You love the vet, yes? Better than the Ferrari, yes? I think it is too. I think it's better. I don't I think, think it's worth as much, but it's uh, it's it's better. I think it is too. It's a just, lot of people are saying that. The, I, I, the numbers are so comparable, dude. Yes. And you got to think the performance jump for the Z06 to get on that level. Yeah. Right. You. Yeah. I, it has to be insane. Like so. I. That's why I think it's the, it's the better, well-made car. Yes. Plus they. I mean, like you've seen him driving around. Oh, it, yeah. It is. Oh, it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Now, now, it all depends on what color you get. Because I have seen some... Uh, there's a guy who has a, a sky blue one that runs around here. Mm -hmm. nah, Not a huge fan. It's trying to be a Lambo, right? Correct. Lambo and sky blue? Perfect. Great. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, no issue. Wonderful. Uh, Corvette and sky blue? Huh. Mm. Now, my buddy in Texas, he was one of the first ones to get it. Big money guy. Yeah, yeah. He was on the podcast, actually. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, one of the, He was the Chevelle guy. At, oh, at the okay. Yep, okay. Yep. But made his own business. Yeah. Money guy now, money right? Guy now. Got plenty of money. Yeah. He bought one at the very beginning, pre-ordered one. Yeah. Black on black with yes. red calipers. Yeah. Black wheels. Buddy. But it's the Batmobile. <laughs> I bet you it's so sick. Bro. Well, when I did the podcast with him, he, he had, I think he was about to take delivery. I can't remember. Yeah. It was one of the things. And he's like... And he has a Lambo, too. Yeah. He's like, I drive the Lambo, everybody thinks I'm a dick. Yeah. I drive the vet, everybody loves me, man. <laughs> it's awesome. it Imagine crazy? having that choice in the morning. Yeah, well, he's got a lot of choices That's in the morning. <laughs> that guy's, he's living life. Right? I mean, he's got a, a car collection. But he's making the right choice. In this yes. instance, especially yeah. making the right yeah, choice. He's like, I got to get rid of the Lambo. I mean, I, I have Who to. Who needs you know? it, bro? Mm. Who needs it? Played out, right? We thought we'd reach that point. Yeah, exactly. Lambos right. are played out, bro. Yeah. That's where we're at as a society. I mean, I'll take a vet all day long. All man. day long, bro. They're great. American I'll even muscle. take the Stingray. I, I'll even take the generation before that. Yeah. Like, I think they're all. I think they're all really good looking cars. But this is the first year, past twelve to thirty-six months, twenty-four months, 
that they've been comparable to the Ferrari. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think the ZR1 in the Stingray, mm. and I think even in the, I think the C7 or C8 was comparable as well. They were getting there. You know, we should GM definitely is, we GM should definitely get them to let us drive cars against each other. We should do that. We should get a couple of vets. We'll go out yeah. to the Poconos. Yeah. And we'll just run them, bro. Poconos. I'll just run it right down to <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> Route 19. Let's yeah, do it. Let's go right down, right down Route 19. Houston, circa 2003. Oh gosh. Oh. 125 miles an hour oh. through the city center. <laughs> In the turbo that, that was a great time. You remember the sippy Those cup? Chicks, yeah, man, chicks, it was a great that, time, buddy. Chicks were in that three thousand GT. They were hot too, man. and they were Racing. hauling ass, bro. Yeah, they were it racing. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Sorry, mom. I was very responsible. We were very responsible. Uh, which I have plenty of pictures. I mean, I, I you, you <laughs> were featured as the hot dog I phone guy. It. I saw it. I told my on wife. the Instagram. I saw it. So it's, it's critical, though. That's an important part of our relationship. I think is. we have to explain to people. It is. Yes. That was one of our bonding points. Is it that was. I had this ridiculous hot dog phone. Okay, this is before cell phones. Yes. Yes. It was like an analog, normal plug in the wall phone. Everybody had a phone in their their, in their dorm, dorm room, room. Yeah. like a normal phone, like you you, know, you see yeah. in like in the movies now. I guess like yeah, we did. We, we did not. We had a gigantic, probably mm -hmm. two foot long hot dog. With the numbers on the bottom, yes, and it worked like sixty percent of the time, <laughs> yeah, you know. Right. But like, it was fine. If you needed to get us, you knew where we. Stayed. <laughs> we stayed in the most rowdy dorm. That's with it. All of the football players. All the football players, buddy, causing all kinds of chaos. Issues. Issues. Lots of problems. <laughs> Thank which God. Is one of the reasons why I didn't make it all four years there. <laughs> you just wanted to follow your dreams elsewhere. I did. You were tired of the snow, bro. I was. I was yes, very sir. tired of the snow. First, yes, sir. That was the first time I'd ever seen snow. It was uh, pretty crazy. So, uh, do you follow anything on the electric cars right now? So, I was following the Rivian or Rivians yeah. or whatever there for a little bit of. So, I mean, Elon going hydrogen. Yeah, really? I didn't hear that. I think that's the future. I mean, it I makes he sense. He sees that all these batteries are. Very, uh, environmentally not friendly. Yeah, they're terrible for the environment. Uh, very heavy, yeah. very expensive. And they can't get rid of them. And they can't get rid of them. They're just there forever now. Well, like we bury them in a mountain. you send them over to Russia, and they put them in some <laughs> yeah. big pit somewhere, Great. and you don't Great. go there, right? I mean, anytime. Now, anytime we got to get them involved, it's a problem. Well, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Elon, hydrogen. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's the next deal. You know, the oil and gas industry has been doing hydrogen for a long time. I didn't know Range that. Resources has a fleet of hydrogen no trucks way. that they run around. What yeah, is it? What, so, like, is the you think the O&M is easier on those vehicles or more complicated? Oh, absolutely. Like, you should see how big the tank, the fuel tank is. Like, really? it's super tiny. Compared really? to it, yeah, yeah. And, and how hydrogen it, stores energy. It doesn't make energy. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So how does that cool. work? Explain it to me so I understand. Uh, I am not going to try to be an engineer and explain <laughs> this to you. In uh, yeah, right my, you know, okay, I'm an oil swag and gas it, guy. Swag it for me. I'm an oil and gas guy. I, mean, I want to know <laughs> what's competing against me, but I really don't know how, how, how it has to work. I know how an internal combustion engine works. Yes, it drives my car. It forces the, the yeah. gas forced into the head units and yeah, all exactly. that jazz. Electric cars, eh, you know, you got motors and electricity and everything. But again, you're you know you're burning coal to get your electricity, so huh. you're always back to fossil fuels at yeah. this point. Hydrogen yeah. don't have to go to fossil fuels. Really, pretty interesting. That's interesting. I'm gonna have to look at that. You, up. Are, you should look that up. Everybody's listening to this. Look that up. Hydrogen, Elon. That's where he's going next. I think he should partner with you. I think he you have some should. good ideas. He probably should. Uh, <laughs> we're going to make this quick because I know your wife needs you home at this point. She called me. Uh, she did call you, yes. You know it's a bad sign. No, I know. Well, my wife calls me a lot. So. <laughs> That's fine. And she's a professional bodybuilder <laughs> yeah, now. So, so, so she kicked the crap out of you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> have you seen the new Honda Civic Type R? I have not. It's Hideous. It's I'm awful. I'm going to write it on the notes. 
hideous. See, that's probably why I didn't see it because I'm a hideous. It looks like. How do they screw Honda that Civic. up? How do they know. screw that up, buddy? I don't know. It's good. Uh, the interior looks beautiful. The interior's gorgeous. It's only half the battle. Outside, it looks like a beluga well on the front. And it's got that big like nose on the front of it. Ugh. Like looks like a helmet almost. Ugh. Not a fan. Not a fan. So you're not going to be putting the deposit down on that? Uh, no, not on the. <laughs> well, I'm at this weird crossroad, right? Because I kind of like the the generation now Honda Civic Type R, right? It's got mm -hmm. all the aero on it and everything. Mm -hmm. But then I kind of look Angular. like yeah. But then I kind of look like a douche getting out of it at 38 years old. You Why? know what I mean? Who cares? You well, know what? You know what? Thing. This is the bottom line. Car people. Car people that appreciate a nice car, yes. they don't care what you look I like. Agree. You know what I mean? Like how many people you see driving out there? And like I saw a guy driving, it was like a 56 Chevy, some old, old, old vehicle, completely restored and beautiful, like 250 years old. Yeah. But probably, like I give it, you know, like <laughs> I get so mad respect. I don't care yeah. how old he is because, you know, that car, it's sick. Yeah. And like the, sa the same goes, like I, I, I think that anybody that would give or judge like that, they're idiots, man. You, you just you got to appreciate the beauty that someone sees in a vehicle. Yeah. That's what it's I about. I really like that Type R, man. It's so good. And I, I, all the reviews, like everybody, all the car pundits, everybody's like, it's a great car. Yeah. It just looks like Trash. you should be 18 years old <laughs> driving it, right? Which Could have had it when you're 18. You can have it when you're 40. Well, that's very true. <laughs> I mean, that's why I go back and buy all the cars that yes, I wanted yes. when I was 18, 19, Amen. 20 years old. Amen. You know? And that's what everybody does, right? A hundred percent, yes. Maybe that's what these older guys thought when the muscle cars were coming up. Probably. You know what I mean? Like, you would, oh, yeah. You, but they called them muscle cars. So it made it a little more manly. Yeah, and, and you're like, yeah, yeah still like on the fence about them. But like, yes. that's what I'm saying. Like now, you haven't heard any blowback about the, the Chevy announcement about um, the Challenger or the Charger. Yeah, oh, yeah, Dodges, yeah. Or Dodge, what I say, yeah. Chevy, Dodge. They, yeah. Zero blowback on the internet. I think a lot of people are, don't believe it. Yeah? I'm one of them. You don't believe it? No, I don't. I think they're definitely killing life, doing the exact same thing they did before. Yeah. They did this once before, they killed it for well, 20 years. That's what we talked about uh, at work. We were saying, look, man, is this like that, that age of oil embargo, mm -hmm. 70, mid-70s yeah. all the way up to mid-80s where yep. the cars were just like trash trash and not good mm -hmm. and they were trying to make them feel efficient. Mm -hmm. And is this the second age of that? Yeah. And are we going to get a resurgence in 10 years and go, you know what, internal combustion engine is here. We're going to make it clean as clean as we possibly can yeah. and we're going to move on. Yep. You know what I mean? Stop with this whole development development deal. That's crazy. You know, this world economic forum where yeah. these guys are, you know, you know, Klaus Schwab, or <laughs> he's, you know, yes. wants to be, you know, everybody green and everything like that. Look, I'm all about being green, but there's better ways to do it yeah. other than, you know, digging up millions of tons of lithium and, you know, not knowing how to dispose of Putting it. them in a small metal containerized unit, yes. using them for five years and then dumping that's gonna them. It's going to burn so. at the bottom of the ocean for weeks at a time when it, when a Correct. ship sinks. Like, that's what know? I'm saying. Like, like, I think that people lose, and, and if you think about it, like, gas-powered vehicles produce freedom. They yeah. really do. They give you the Absolutely. op. No one can control what's going on generally yeah. with your gas-powered vehicle, except for you. Yeah. An electric vehicle? Uncle electric Elon, he can turn that, he can turn that, that's OB off. Like, yeah. for real. Yeah. Like, he just like, oh, you, you uh, like, there are people, that's funny, on uh, online you see, like, People that broke the rules for Tesla, and he just turns, oh, yeah. turns oh, off the supercharging yeah. ability, so it takes like two hours, three hours to hates charge. Hates him. Yeah. Hates that guy. Electric yeah. garage. Yeah. Doesn't like that guy. <laughs>
He takes wreck Teslas, puts LS1s in them. Oh, hell yes. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> America. <laughs> I want to see that. Yeah. Send me yeah. That. Send me photos. I, mean, I will. I will. Yeah, there's a guy who yeah, swapped an LS1 in it, and I love it. I, I love that, man. I bet you that thing It's hauls. a good-looking car. Does it haul? Oh, I'm sure it does. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> I'm sure it does. It's a good-looking car. I mean, that's a good-looking vehicle, especially you put some rims and lower it a little bit. I mean, these guys rolling around these things. Those are tough-looking yeah. vehicles, man, but uh, it's, it's an electric car. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean... I look at it this way. If I can get, if I put solar panels on my house, I can charge that car for free. That's very true. But at the same time, again, what am I willing to compromise? Am I willing to compromise the ability for my kids to understand what real cars are? Yeah. Like we've talked about, you know, for sure. like, and I think it's a hard balance to strike yeah. because I care about the environment. And like you said, yeah, I think that I think it's we all do. Interesting. No one's dumping oil into the ocean, man. No, man. Like we don't want to do that. We just want to find the right way. We're trying yeah. to find the right way to do this. And I think the hydrogen thing's pretty interesting mm -hmm. because it doesn't take much to extract that. Correct. Right. Yeah. The problem is, is I guess when you burn it off, it gives, it gives off a lot of CO2, which uh, is why they're going to use it as a storage vehicle rather than an, an actual fuel burning vehicle interesting you know that makes so, sense yeah it's you know you it's, have a trade-off you're always gonna have a trade-off right there's nothing I mean, you can do it's just like building a race car do you want it cheap do you want it reliable or do you want it fast you mm -hmm. can only have two yep you can't have all three nope you know nope. so <laughs> you can spend a lot of money chasing all three but you're never gonna get them no like i said cheap reliable fast you can only have two you want it cheap and you want it reliable, it ain't gonna be fast amen if you want it fast and cheap it ain't gonna be reliable hell no you know what, you know what i'm mean? saying like if you 100%. want it fast and reliable, not going to be cheap. <laughs> <laughs> not going to be cheap at all. Ask, uh, ask Joe Gwen Yu. He ask Joe Gwen Yu, yes. He's all about that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, yes. And ask Him and Mick Schumacher, actually. Yeah. Oh a lot of, lot of wrecking Unreal. there. Unbelievable. Well, anything else you want to you shout out to anybody? Yeah. Uh, you know, say, you know, whatever you want to say, get it out. You know, say something really random and <laughs> And then be out. Well, yeah. I want to say thank you to you for doing yeah, this. Absolutely. This is amazing. And absolutely. I think that, like, not only is the content amazing in terms of what you've produced already, but it, like, continues to get better and more interesting. And I, I'm trying. I appreciate you approaching it from the perspective that you do because it helps people that are less technical. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm not as car savvy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but it, it helps people like me to understand better and appreciate more. Sure. I think the way that cars work and why they function the way they do mm -hmm. and what you can do on your own to, to take care of issues. Right. So that's the first thing. I appreciate you for, for mm -hmm. that perspective. But the important thing about something like this is you're showing people you don't have to be a multi-million dollar operation. You can, you can be for the people and be out there and doing the thing right. and be successful at it. So I think that this is, this is an amazing thing you're doing here and I'm just happy to be here. And I've had a fun time, like, just rapping with you, man. And Oh, this is great, man. You know what I'm saying? At least we're not screaming in the middle of the night on Route 4, 422 <laughs> <laughs> in a friend's car. We never told that story. In a friend's well, we car. Can tell, we can, I guess we can tell that story at the end here. Shout out to Joe. Joe Schaefer and his... Uh, Joe his, Schaefer. So we'll tell the story before we get off, I guess. That's a, this is a good This is a good story. way to... You want, you want to end randomly? This is the way we'll to do it. We'll end randomly uh, with this story right here. So we were in a 1998 Ford Escort, maybe? Yeah, green. Green. Beautiful. Ford Escort. Green color. Deep. Green color. Shout out to Joe Schaefer. I'll tag you in this, Joe Schaefer, <laughs> Joe Schaefer, so you can listen to this at the end. Love you, buddy. So we were... Uh, me, you, uh, this guy named Halligan, which a lot of people called Satan. Yeah. And yeah, I don't even know who the... I don't know who the fourth person was. Was Nick Hurt with us? Nick Hurt might have been the last no, guy. Nick Hurt. I remember uh, him. Everybody went to go get tattoos. Yes. 
and I was dead set against I wasn't getting a tattoo that That's night. right. So we I tried said, peer pressure him so hard. I will be the driver. Mm-hmm. We drove maybe, what, 30 minutes from Meadville? No, we were like an hour. We drove maybe an Clare- hour, yeah. We that's drove right. an hour on, to Clarion. That's right. We did We did drive a long way. We went way. to Clarion, and then we came when we were coming back. At, and yeah. it was like, and remember, you. this was like a random Tuesday afternoon. Yes. We were like, let's drive to Clarion an hour away we and get, get tattoos. tattoos. Yeah, you exactly, know, like yes. Typical fashion. So. Yes. I, this was at like and we thought, two in the morning. Yeah, we all thought that it was going to take maybe like three or four hours. Everybody's going to get a tattoo. Yeah. No, 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 no. This took probably 12 plus hours. At least. At least, man. It was the middle of the night. I was I, so tired. I was like, are we leaving anytime <laughs> soon? Like, who, can we finish this tattoo at another time? I think we had football stuff the next day, we too. We did have football stuff the next day. Of course. Day, yeah. Of course. And like, I remember, I remember driving on that road and I remember... Yeah, so we were driving back. Well, let's yeah, start up a little thing. Joe Schaefer let us borrow his car. He wasn't even in the car. He let us borrow the car because we didn't. No one had a car. Because we right? weren't responsible enough to have a car. We weren't responsible enough to have a car. Which I we would prove. La- we would prove that later. I was from Texas. Yep. I think the money was down. Yeah. Well, the money. They wouldn't let. Made. They wouldn't let me take it up. There was like first semester freshman year. That's right. I didn't yeah. have a car. That's right. Joe yeah. was the only one with the car. Joe was the only one with the car. And he said, "Hey, man, you can borrow my car. Just bring back some cheese for me." And I was like, "All right. Like, I can stop <laughs> at the store and get you some cheese. Like, no problem. No done problem, and man. done, son. Yeah." I'll do that, man. Just fill up the tank, put cheese in it. Sounds good. Uh, so I was driving back, and you were in the front seat, and Halligan and Nick Hurd are in the back seat hanging out. And I think me and you were kind of rapping. Yeah. I think you were kind of dozing off. Yeah. We uh, were going down this two-lane road with these big, huge grass fields on either side of us. Oof. And uh, about five minutes from getting home, uh, again, 2 a.m., had been driving for an hour plus, mm-hmm. all of a sudden – a deer decides it's just going to ram us. And I mean, well, ran at the car. You're, you're, you're underselling the size of this <laughs> a deer. Buck. This buck that weighed probably 250 <laughs> freaking pounds decided it was his turn to hit back yes. on behalf of all deer. 100%. <laughs> so I didn't even have time to hit the brakes. No. This, this deer ran at us. <laughs> it hits the front passenger side headlight dives up onto and like slams down onto the windshield and its eyeball is looking at me and john (laughs) while we're screaming screaming little babies the two in the back wake up to see it they're screaming like little girls we're randomly out of nowhere we're just driving along and all of a sudden boom and the screams i remember screams yeah and the eyeball's looking at me and i was like ah (laughs) So I hit the brake. Slam on the brake. Slam on the brake. And that thing slides off. And so we're like, oh, my God. Like, everybody's okay. Everybody's cool. And I remember you were laughing. You're like, wait, sit this deer. And so I remember getting out of the car. And I get out of the car. And you guys are like, hey, hey, hey. And I look over. And this deer stands up. T-1000 style. Looks at me right in the eyeball. I'm like, bro. I was we like, just hit you at 60 miles an hour. Full I just board. tattooed you like all these guys got tattooed in the car. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. So we tattooed this thing. This thing stands up and looks at me like, I can't believe you just hit me. <laughs> and I was like halfway around the door. And I'm like kind of creeping back, back in the car. Around the door. I'm like, I'm getting back into this car. <laughs> Luckily, the thing turned on. I don't know how. Uh, it was it was messed up. It was, yeah, there, uh, was, uh, there was there was radiator fluid coming everywhere. out. Everywhere. 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 Blood and hair. Blood, blood and, and hair, hair everywhere. Remember, yeah. Yes, yes. Start the car. It starts up. Oh, my God. There's no power steering. Okay, I'm going to limp this thing home. For 15 months. For f- yeah, yeah. It was... Yes. <laughs> yes. 
it felt like the longest freaking <laughs> drive in my I don't life. think we said two words. I think no, everyone was so flipped out. I think we out. were just standing there, and we were like, I was thinking, I was like, what am I going to say to Joe? <laughs> like, we just totaled his car. His dad's going to be so his pissed His dad's going to be so mad, so right? Pissed. Joe's from Middlesex, by the way. West Middlesex. West Middlesex. <laughs> shout out Joe Schaefer. Yeah, shout out Joe Schaefer. And so we pull in to the dorm, park the car. I'm like, hey, man, I got to go say something to Joe, right? Well, again, 2, 2.30 in the morning. I come walking in. I, I solemn. Just, you were solemn. You were like, I you was, were man. serious. I was, I was you were serious, upset man. because you were like, man, I, I wrecked this car. I'm a car guy, right? Yeah. Like, I wrecked this car, you know? I felt yeah. bad. And I said... I was like, Joe, hey, man, wake up. He's like, hey, what's up, man? What's up, man? I said, hey, look. I was like, we just totaled your car. <laughs> I was like, we hit a deer. I was like, we hit a deer. It's totaled, man. Like, the deer came out of nowhere. I'm so sorry. And I'll never forget this. He opened up his eyes and, like, one eye open, looked at me in the most calm voice in the world. And he goes, did you get my cheese? <laughs> No, 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 no. I didn't get your cheese. I wrecked your car. I wrecked your car, man. <laughs> and he Did goes, you get my fucking well, cheese? I just wanted cheese, man. And I was like... <laughs> Priorities all over the Dude, place. I started busting out laughing. And I'm like, Joe, I'm so sorry. He's like, well, just give me the keys. I'll look at it in the morning. He didn't care about that car. No, he didn't. Didn't care he about hated, that car. hated that car. Didn't care about that car. I think he was glad we wrecked that I'm car. I'm pretty sure he was. I mean, like, it was... it was a, it was Because he had... What did he have after that? Did he get I don't know. I paid the insurance premium. I gave him like a hundred bucks. They totaled the car off. Fuck yeah. I mean, when we went out there the next morning, there was deer, hair. Everywhere. Blood. Everywhere. From man. the I mean, Sasquatch deer that, that we hit. That car was jacked up. Jacked. I don't know how we got it home. The whole crumple zone, like, it, like it had the imprint of the yeah. deer. How in- did the airbag not go off? Somebody was we watching out for us. We were these lucky. idiots got to get home with this. Well, car. everybody got tattoos except for me, <laughs> and I ended up paying Tat- for a tattoo, <laughs> aka a car, at that point. And tattooing a deer. And tattooing a deer that night. Ridiculous. Yes, and I tell that story a bunch. It's the first time I ever hit a deer. It's the last time I ever hit a deer. That's and uh, it was the scariest and funniest thing ever in my entire life. In the middle of like a horror film. Yeah. You guys don't understand, like. We're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, if we if we couldn't have gotten that car started, it we would have been walking f- the rest of the night. This to was get somewhere. 2002, pre-iPhones, yeah. like barely cell phones. Yeah. Like we would have been walking for, <laughs> and everybody was dead tired. Yeah, everyone and was hungry. exhausted. Oh my god, and hungry. exhausted. Yeah, and oh and god. I think Halligan got a back piece, or you got a back. No, piece. he got a back piece. I got something on my chest. That's right. We had a game the next day, and we had a game the next day. Was yeah. it a Friday? I don't know. It was either a practice or a scrimmage or something. I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. We had a lot to do the next day. <laughs> That's we all felt like this was an appropriate use of our time. This, <laughs> <laughs> I felt like, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember, man. I remember you felt bad. And Joe, like you said, Joe didn't give a shit. And Joe took it. He didn't took it a like fuck. a man. He didn't care. He, like, he didn't huh? like that car. He's like, I don't care. It was a gutless escort. Yeah, That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> How many '98 escorts yeah. you see running around? We anymore? did him a favor. Yeah, we let's did, be honest. We, we did, did the car a favor. Let's be let's be real here. <laughs> like two cylinders in that Ridiculous. car. Ridiculous. Yeah, it was awful. It was awful. So, but hey, man, thank you so much for coming out. Appreciate you, buddy. I love you so much, man. I thank you, you so much for coming here, man. This is it's gonna be a great episode. Yeah, can't wait to put it out. Uh, I'm gonna get it out quick. So uh, can't wait. Can't wait. To yeah, it's it, gonna man. be great. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I don't have to do a photo shoot or anything like that. No, no, no. I'll have my wife take a picture of us so everybody knows what you look like. Other than the hot dog phone. That's <laughs> <laughs> the craziest phone. I look at it, it made me laugh immediately. I saw a picture and it made me laugh. Well, I was, like, I was looking for pictures of us 
and we'll and we'll do another podcast, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about the summer of two thousand and three oh, when we went wild bananas, bananas, and B-A-N-A-N-A-S. a nineteen ninety eight eclipse. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. All right, man. Have a good night. I appreciate it. Love you, buddy. (laughs) All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to John for coming out here. And thank you so much to his wife for allowing him to come out here. Uh, I know they have quite a few kids and they live a pretty hectic life. Uh, But I really felt that his story needed to be out there. And I really wanted him to come on here because, uh, again, he's a really funny guy and it's a really good uh, perspective on cars and some of the other things in life that are going on. Uh, if you know somebody who's struggling like John did, uh, please get online. I have all of the links uh, that I posted up there on the website. You can go on there, check them out. If you want to reach out to John directly, uh, he's on Instagram, uh, Johnny Cash 70 That's J O H N N Y K. A-S-H-70. He's a guy who would love to talk to anybody about this. He's a big advocate for it. Uh, Like you said on the podcast, he's gone all around the nation uh, and spoken about this. So a really great resource if that's something uh, that you're struggling with or something that you know, someone that you know is struggling with. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. I hope you like the podcast as much as I did, and we'll see you next time.